And once again, we caution you. These stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely, if you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. What else has she told you? You have nightmares? Every soldier has nightmares. Only one who is ashamed of what he has done. You have no idea what I have done. I don't want that. You have seen many things. I have. You do not fear that. But sometimes you wish for it. Is this not so? Yes. I'm also It happens to men who have seen what we have seen. And then I come to this place of my ancestors. And I remember. Like these poor selves. We are all dying. To know life in every breath, every cup of tea, every life we take, the way of the warrior. Life in every breath. That is Bushido. Your podcast. I'm Tom Carnell. And I'm Langley West. Episode 194, and it's just me and you, buddy. It is. It is. And this is something... Because uh, <laughs> we th- couldn't find anyone else to talk no. about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the idea for this came up, like, uh, I, I, I can't remember how many episodes ago. Not too long ago, we did an episode on Shogun Assassin. Yeah. And in our conversation, we started talking about Hanzo the Razor. Yes. And, uh... <laughs> and, and... And that led into, uh, we need to do a Hanzo the Razor show. Yes, and so here we are. Here we are. Uh, <laughs> and and I, I, while I'm really looking forward to it, I get the idea that we're both kind of questioning, like, was this a good idea? Yeah, I, I am, I am. <laughs> What's happened is, like, uh, uh, first of all, let me let me start here. I'm going to come back to that in a second. This is our first show that kind of comes with a content warning. Uh, these films involve a lot of rape <laughs> and are very much products of their time. We're going to keep referring to it as interrogation, but really make no mistakes. There's a lot of rape in this film. <laughs> These films. There's three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who's got the goal, the snare, and sort sword of justice, which is the first one. Which is, you just did them backwards. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, but uh, my wife. I sat down and watched watched them in preparation for this, and my wife... Did she watch all three with you? No, 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 no. <laughs> my wife got up about ten minutes in and went in to start cooking dinner and that kind of thing, and she would wander in and out of the room, and about three-fourths of the way through, she just looks at me and goes, there's a lot of raping in this movie. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, 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 it's yeah. It's yeah, true. Yeah. I, uh, you know, it's... I, I, in, in prepar- you know, while we were sitting here getting ready to, to record this... Um, I was talking about how, you know, had 
had we done this show um, five years ago, a month ago, uh, well, uh, well, yeah, <laughs> a year yeah, ago, uh, it, it, we would be talking about it. We, we would t- we would be talking about it the same, but we wouldn't be you wouldn't be putting on this kind of uh, trigger warning. I I wouldn't have as many butterflies in my stomach as <laughs> I would as I do right now, because it, it it's so such a topic that's rife with uh, problems. It's problematic, yeah. but also this is these are films that arguably are cornerstones of a specific genre. They that are. Genre they're, being they're, Shambara. They're important. And, you know, and it, and it brings up something um, in, in a much broader uh, scope that I've been thinking about lately. Um, and this this has nothing to do with... Uh, 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 this is our going into the weeds moment. Okay. It, and, and, and that is, you know, I was listening to somebody the other day, and they were talking about how... The way that music is made now, mm-hmm. um, it's easy to go in and what it was was Paramore was was go, was talking about going back and changing the lyrics of something they had done okay. earlier that they were now like oh this is you know like we're more woke now and I don't want this even though it was one of their big hits and it's easy to do now because everything is on digital tracks you can go in you yeah. can change all kinds of shit. Um, and the and the and the discussion that that created as to whether or not you should go back and and do this. So how that relates to what we're talking about here is um, things like Birth of a Nation, Triumph of the Will, Triumph of the Will, yeah, yeah. that that are arguably important film documents and arguably good films. But the message is is all wrong, you know. Well, do we do we do we erase them? Do we do we, uh, you know, and, uh, and and that conversation and this film series, I, like I say, like a few years ago, I don't think anybody would have even been talking about it. But mm-hmm. if you took this film series now and presented it to an audience. What is their reaction going to be? You show the, any of these films to an audience that doesn't know what they're sitting down for, and you're going to have a problem. Yeah, uh, it's it's tough because um, it's it's hard to say. Well, once you can set the raping aside, <laughs> right, and move forward, it's it it uh, uh it's tough. On the other hand, they are. They were made. They were distributed. People reacted to them. They're considered classics in their genre, so they well, might as well be investigated. And I apologize because I feel like I, I I jumped the gun before we we put any context to this. Listeners who don't know what Hans of the Razor sure at this point are going, oh my god, what is? <laughs> well, in a nutshell, you've got a guy. It's you've got a guy who is sort of the sheriff in town. But he's, right. he's he's like a, a. It's in feudal Japan. Right. He is, for lack of a better word, uh, like you said, a sheriff. He's a, he's a cop. He 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 works for the magistrate. Uh-huh. Right. And um, he uh, kind of like um, and 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 this is kind of indicative of the time that these films are made. It, it, they were made in 1972, 1973, and 1974. He's kind of like Dirty Harry in mm-hmm. that he 
he sees the injustice of the system and it's like look bad guys should be punished you're not letting us do our job blah 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 right i think these films are literally their their like 70s cop dramas yeah, yeah. set in feudal japan the music is straight out of black exploitation the mood is straight out of black exploitation there's yeah. a lot of wah-wah pedals and bass slapping bass while There's a lot while, of brown chicken brown cow yeah 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 and it's very cool because it's it's a weird uh pastiche of, of, of yeah all these different things yeah, yeah 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 and literally he's like he's got a boss who every time that he calls him snake but every time this guy shows up on screen, I'm I'm waiting for him to go Riggs in my office, <laughs> and uh, 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 he has a. Every film begins with some example of this character who again does some questionable things, as they as the box says, dirtier than Harry and shaftier than shaftier than shaftier than shaft. Um, but he has this firm moral code that that that. Is, officials shouldn't take advantage of their their position and their power. Right. The law. He's a little Judge Dreddy. Yeah, it's like know. look, look, like yeah, exactly. It's like this is the law. You're corrupt. You know. Um, you know, which brings up a, a, a good point because you know there is such a thing as um, you know the 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 particularly with cops the the letter of the law mm-hmm. and the spirit of the law. Yeah, and this is a guy who is following the letter of the law until it gets to interrogation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, the idea is that uh, he's—I have a couple of notes about this stuff. Um, There are long scenes of this character. um, Well, let me back up a minute. This is post Zadoichi. Okay, it's it's Shintaro Katsu had his own studio. Uh, his brother Thomas Saburo Wakayama was off making the Lone Wolf and Cub movies, which right. we talked about on the Shogun, and we're going to talk about with Tom Mez in a couple yeah. of weeks. Um, um, but Shintaro Katsu, at this point, he's a he's an inter- he's a hero in Japan. He's putting out not only films and he, TV shows, but he's also putting out records where he sings, which is really horrible, but uh, uh, have their own charm. He's 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 a, a pulp culture icon at yeah. this point. Now, it, largely because of the Zatoichi films, mm-hmm. of which there were 60 of them? No, there's 26 okay. Zatoichi films, but also there's a bunch... But then, it's 26 feature films. There's right. 100 episodes that he was in. There, oh, that's right. There was the TV was, show. That's he was right. also in things like... There are classic films like The Blind Beast and, and okay. a lot of other stuff. So he's an icon at this point who can pretty much do whatever he wants. And what he wants to do is this weird... Chambara black exploitation sex film yeah. that is loaded with comedy, loaded with violence, loaded with sex, and the I- pretty much, pretty much, you can turn all the exploitive elements in these movies up to eleven. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. There, his training. I mean, he's clearly a masochist who 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 sort of wraps it up in this thing of like, well, I'm making my body strong, but let's I, be honest. I'm gonna okay. Wait, I'm gonna. I'm going to back it up for a little bit okay. for context. Okay. Uh, because, I, I don't know, some listeners might be going like, hey, you're just saying Japanese names, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Okay. Um, 
Zatoichi, The Blind Swordsman, a uh, series of films in the 60s. Yeah. Um, 60s through the 70s. 60s through the 70s. Um, uh, Katsu's uh, brother goes and makes the... the uh, Who's also just an actor who gets cast who, to be uh, uh, Lone Wolf. Right. And... Both of these, both of these properties, and I didn't realize this. I knew that Lone Wolf and uh, Cub came from uh, manga, mm-hmm. but so does Hanzo. Yeah, the same writer, Koiki. Um, I'm losing his name. God damn it, Kazuo Koiki. And what I'd be interested in knowing is, are the manga, the original manga, um, as rife with? Mm-hmm. The, the sexual content mm-hmm. that it, it it's is. everything except for the Wawa pedal. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, so this is just something that he just he just like you yeah. Know, He's like, this is cool. Yeah, and then added his own sort of spin to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and so and so and and that brings us to the birth of these movies, where we have this. Yeah, the idea was he was he was looking to make a franchise. Yeah, because Zadowichi had clearly been a successful franchise. Yeah. Lone Wolf was having a series of films. There are a lot of Chambar that most Western audiences don't know about. The the, the Ninja movies that came out, the uh, the Sleepy Eyes of Death series that came out. So there's all these things, and and his stuff was super popular because he was kind of like his public persona was kind of like Dean Martin. Always drinking and smoking sure. and carrying on. And, As and everybody did yeah. in the yeah, yeah, early 70s. Absolutely. Very um, mad men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and hence, it's in this environment, this sort of late 60s, early 70s environment with where, like, Playboy was was right. happening and, and all of this sort of sexual revolution. Kind of like the opposite of hippies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... And this this kind of explains explains a little of the interrogation thing, and and it has to do with with a cultural aspect, the idea that that women are chased, and only through a man's transgression can they quote unquote be freed to be the sexual beings that they are. Right, right, right. You see that in spades throughout his interrogations of women. It's a lot of like I'm not going to tell you anything, and then suddenly they're giving up maps and schematics of things because he's had sex with them to the point that they are now it's the best they've ever had yeah, they're addicted to yeah, yeah yeah absolutely I, I was gonna say they're addicted to him but actually the way this is presented they're addicted to his cock yeah he's got basically. a giant dick supposedly <laughs> and it's evidence in a couple of things number one his quote-unquote training his training <laughs> where there is a a, a flat piece of okay, okay wait 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 before we go there before we go there because i know we're gonna go there i want to i want to say one thing okay We've talked about extreme cinema on this show before. And this is an extreme. R- not in the same way in that the like same Serbian way. film is. Right. And, and, and that's always the example, right? So, if anybody is like, I don't know, I guess the, the word is upset about these films, or mm-hmm. upset about what we're talking about, take a look at the other extreme stuff that you look at, and then... I don't know. Put that on a scale because I, I I'm not trying to defend the ideas in these films, mm-hmm. but I also feel like I feel like the, the one like we've said, these films are a product of their time. Two, um, I also feel like, especially when we see scenes where his dick is is being 
shown. They don't really show. It's it, these aren't rated X films. They, no, 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 no. They, they, everything's implied. You know, through there's shadow. a lot of like shit in the way. Right. Exactly. There's like a basket in front of where you would I, see him. You know what? You know what I thought of huh. when it, when they did those scenes is I thought of the Austin, the Austin Powers. Powers thing. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> it's exactly what um, I thought. Of. But uh, uh, the idea is that he trains his body to be a hardened... Right. Um, the same way that, that you see in a martial arts film, a guy is punching yeah, exactly. sand It's exactly gravel. like that. It's exactly. Yeah, yeah, except... Yeah. He's doing everything except sticking it into a, a vat of hot sand, <laughs> right? Which I'm sure he, if they had they continued, they would have done that. Um, but the idea is it's it's betrayed in other ways. There's a There's a piece of wood that he lays it on that is through where it there's an indentation of how big it is and of course yeah. it's massive it's 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 like that that block of wood is <laughs> basically there's an imprint of a dick yeah. in this block of wood that's i don't know what oh, no, ridiculous. it's ridiculous the funny part to me is is in other ways there's scenes of him Washing up, where he's pouring water over the top of his his, <laughs> his dick, and the water is splashing like it's hitting like the side of a car. Just it's splashing <laughs> everywhere. Um, and, hilarious. And, and well, and that's and that's what I wanted to bring up is that regardless of the ideas that are presented in these movies, because of scenes like that, yeah, I I I, I feel like. Anybody who's getting upset isn't in on the joke. There, you know what I mean. And I, here like, we are again in that weird, that weird thin ice about like, look, I'm not trying to say that that rape is a joke. Oh God, no! I'm not trying to say anything beyond that. In this film, there's a plot device where this character uh, uses his. His ability, we're going to call it. Sure. And uh, given what I said before about culture, and given what I, we, we're, it, it's, it's these films, their tongue, its tongue is so firmly in its cheek, and it's winked, it continually winks at the audience. That, um, you know, if you're having a problem with that now, I ought to say that these are films. These films are not for are you. Not for you. And I'm going to yeah. suggest that maybe. The, Rather than drag you over the glass of going through these next three yeah, films, yeah, yeah. join us next week, and we're gonna uh, go ahead and continue with the films. Um, at one point, when he he ends up torturing himself under the guise of "I need to know what it's like to be tortured. I need to be able right. to withstand torture, um, so that I know what the our our." our prisoners and uh, the people yeah. that we're interrogating so that we understand you know what their limit is right and sh and if if I'm ever to be tortured I want to know where my limit is right right right, yeah, yeah. right so um you know one point uh he's doing it that has to do with some leaning on on these sharpened pyramids and he's he's kneeling so he, his his shins are on a series of yeah, sharpened pyramids. Mm -hmm. There are these wedges of wood that are biting into his shins. At one point, to the point where his shins are bleeding, his assistants are placing cement blocks. Like uh, curbstones in feudal Japan, but yeah. okay, we're going to go with that. Yeah, and they're putting them on his... Thighs. Thighs. And, they, and, and you know, his, his, you know, his minions 
who were bad guys, and he kind of took them under their wing. He it's the classic, them. like, he, he saved them from prison, and yeah. so now they owe him an obligation to essentially be his henchman. Yeah. And um, they're, they're like, no, master, no more. And he's like, more. Put yeah, more yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're there for a couple of reasons. One, comedic relief, these two guys. Yeah. Uh, two, to talk about how big Hanzo's dick is. Basically. Yeah. And three, to, to do the legwork of putting people into restraints so that Hanzo can interrogate them. Right. Um... So I'm I'm kind of going through these things. Anyway, so at one point he gets up from all of this self-torture and he's got an erection. And he says uh, a line, it seems to get erect when I'm in pain. It's like, yeah, because yeah, you're a masochist. Well, there's a, there's a shot of that very scene where they're they're piling on all this shit and his shins are going and he's sweating and he's like, you know, he's in horrible pain. And there's, and it's it's very subtle, but at one point, he licks his lips, <laughs> and I'm just like, "This we're in for a whole different yeah. kind of movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, cut to him strolling down the main street of the of the town with with shaft music playing. Yes, and everyone's like, "Oh, there's Hanzo. There's a Razor <laughs> Hanzo," <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, hilarious. Well, so, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know, one of the, you know, as we, as you were saying, yeah, these movies are, they are tongue in cheek. And, and, um, but I, I think where people might get the wrong idea that they're not tongue in cheek and that they're taking themselves seriously is the beautiful cinematography. Yeah. It's, it's very cool. It's very, it's, it, it, the, all the things that you see in samurai films from this era, as far as like, the beautiful shots and the lighting, all that stuff, all that stuff is there. Mm -hmm. So it's un, you know it's it's got the trappings of you know this is a serious film. Yeah. Um, and the and these interrogations are played in their own way, like love scenes in the way that he he frees them to be honest and to right. to do all this stuff. Now again, seventy two. You know that was a that was a standard thing. The the girl in the film who is no 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 no, yes. At some point. Yes. At some point. Yeah. You yeah. know that whole thing, which is a horrible thing. Again, these days it's a horrible thing. But again, it's 1972, 73, like, so mean, we're rolling with it. It was a common trope in not only film but just stories in general. Is that you right. know, and 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 that uh, you know there was the there was the woman character who. Really wanted it, mm -hmm. but you know, because of decorum and because of society and et cetera, has yeah. to say no right. up to a point. We now, you know, like we know that's bullshit and and that's treating people like crap. I don't, I don't, I, I like, I don't see a big difference between, as I've said several times on this show, like you know, as a kid. Um, a lot of my personal stuff was shaped by watching The Quiet Man. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. don't see a big difference between this and There's The Quiet Man, other than this knows it's being yeah. naughty. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Um, a lot of the, the interrogation scenes um, are filmed in, as a lot of movies did with uh, at that time, uh, uh, very... 
very funky, very psychedelic. There's mm-hmm. like weird camera. There's things a weird going in on. in um, sort of justice. There's this. The camera keeps diving into this weird pink tunnel when yeah, you have yeah, yeah, sex, yeah, right? And it keeps yeah. going in and out and yeah. in and out. And you're like, is yeah. that, are we supposed to? Be, is this like the dick cam? There's like it. It, it kind of is. It kind of is. Yeah, it kind of is. And then there's like, yeah. and then there's like a lot of. Uh, uh, everything's very neon splashed and they're and very groovy yeah. and psychedelic. Oh, yes. Very, yeah. very sort of affected by like whenever anyone has is drugged, it becomes it becomes like a freakout. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I guess we'll just sort of plow through some of this stuff. Uh, sort of Justice, directed by Kenji Mizumi. He did a ton of the Zatoichi and Lone Wolf yeah. Cub movies. Um, uh, music was by Kunihiko Murai, who did the music for Shogun Assassin, two Zatoichis, and a, remember there, there was a movie called Tompopo about. Oh yeah, yeah. They yeah, did yeah, the music yeah, to yeah. Tompopo. Um, it's very super super funky. So again, we have our rollout on Sort of Justice, aka Koyokiba. <laughs> Which I guess that's the name. Um, I, I do like the the English title of Sword of Justice because the the, the main uh, message of that first film is that look, I'm I am the moral authority. Yes, you guys are the guys that are fucking up. I'm not even his boss. I'm not even. I'm gonna. Yeah, exactly. The film opens with him him refusing to. Sign his name, yeah, or what? Do whatever, yeah. yeah. Sign his name on a document because he goes, no, we're not, we're not infallible, and we're not this, and we're not yeah. that, and and he kind of just starts speaking truth to power real quick, which, you know, which causes his boss to to hyperventilate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can't. Do um, Uh, So, uh, this is the synopsis I have. Hanzo is an incorruptible and unorthodox officer in Ido, as famous for his self-discipline and his love shaft as his sword. Against the backdrop of his magistrate's occasional rounding up of vagrants, Hanzo learns that an infamous infamous killer is no longer on an island prison. Did he escape or was was he never there? Hanzo's investigation leads him to the magistrate's mistress, the killer's former lover, Hanzo pursues political questions that suggest complicity at the highest levels. Using sexual assault, he interrogates the mistress and later the favorite of Edo's most powerful uh, woman. Can he get to the bottom of what's going on before powerful forces get him fired or right. kill him? Yeah. So it's this sort of like, you know, like it is very Dirty Harry. It's magnum force yes. in a weird way. He's fighting against corruption. And... Um, <laughs> and he, and he uses, you know, at the same time, these are Chambera mm-hmm. films. Now, uh, something I wanted to point out earlier. Again, it's not that I assume that our listeners are dumb, but some people may not know what a Chambera film is. Right. Chambera, the um, the term comes from the sound of swords. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, Chambera. Oh, okay. And 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 it's just you know it's in the way that um, in the way that that, that everybody uh, American or Japanese kind of corrupts they make their own words you know yeah yeah uh, uh, tenbera, tenbera. almost yeah um, it refers to the sound of the swords clashing it huh. is it is a sword movie it is a samurai film if you think of it like 
because at the time there were there were Chambara and then there were Judigeki. Judigeki is like the costume drama. That's different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, that's your drama. Yes. And this is more of your action film. Yeah. You know, so this is more about about the sword fighting and less about the political intrigue. Right. Although it's the political intrigue. We're talking there. about the the sex aspect a lot of this, but it, these are still samurai films, and yeah. there are sword fights, and there are there Again, are all the things that you would expect. I, I'm going to just say that I think that we we're talking about it because of everything we said before about it. it's such a hot issue. But now that we've talked about it, I'm going to just say that we're 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 assuming you're on board, and now we're going to move ahead. Right, right. So I, I'm not going to make excuses. We're not going to. We're not going to, or apologize. Um, the films are what they are, and, yeah. and it's. I'm not going to critique them after the fact. And I'm going to move on. It, it, uh, the fact that we're here talking about them, I, I, I'm going to speak for myself. I'm not going to speak for you. Sure. I love these movies. I I adore these. They're movies. They're fun. They're very fun. Um, I think that in a weird way they're very sex positive mm-hmm. um, because there's no there's no kind of kink shaming no um, and it's like look I mean, everyone seems this, to have a, a kink this. in this film yeah everybody's yeah exactly everybody seems to have some kind of kink um, you know the 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 um, uh, I don't know it was misogynistic is, isn't even the right word but the, those aspects of this. Um, I am I am willing to um, accept as a product of their time. Yes, agreed. I I do not. All right. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah I don't yeah, want to yeah, beat yeah, the yeah, I I, We don't want to get political, but uh, but it's part of this. Yeah. So uh, here we are. We have this rollout. We've got this character established, and now we learn that he's because his boss is kind of a prick and he doesn't really like him. He sends his two guys to sort of eavesdrop on the co- on his boss. He learns they all learn that the boss has a mistress. Um, they end up abducting her. Hanzo interrogates her. Right. And we get our first intro to the pink tunnel. Right. Um, he discovers a plan involving a doctor at a castle and his daughter, and goes out to arrest them. Um, there's a lot of uh, uh, my notes are really getting sketchy here on this stuff because it's very like oh that guy and that guy and yeah, yeah okay yeah. good yeah um uh let's see one of one of the cool things about Hanzo's um, abode mm-hmm. I was just gonna say okay uh, some killers are sent to his house to kill him because by by this guy and we discover that. Hanzo not only is super good in bed, but he's, I guess, good with tools. And he builds in, within his house all these James Bondian traps with, like, pulling on a lamp and the floor opens and they drop onto spears and yeah. fly, uh, walls open up with crossbows. And The first time I think we see that is when... There's like a lizard. There's like a gecko yeah. or a salamander or yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the, and the girl that he has just interrogated uh-huh. is like, ooh. And he presses a button. It, he Also, by the way, in the scene, they're kind of hanging out in a bath or something. Yes. And he's very much Dean Martin at this point. He's yeah. got a drink in he's his hand. He's kind of like, Absolutely. hey. Yeah. And again, as he's sitting in the tub, there's a wall that he can hit that spins around and it's got an assortment of weapons yeah. and, and um, 
Uh, he's very free with that information, I thought, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like, you know, ah, I never know when these guys are going to come <laughs> come after He's me. boastful to the point of idiocy. Like, yeah, like he's just showing everyone. <laughs> everything. It's like, true. Like, as soon as, like, they're in the third film, he's wandering down the hallway with these guys chasing him, and he, he passes this, 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 um, passes the uh, uh, candlestick holder on the wall, and you go, pull the candlestick holder, because you know that spears come out. Because he's shown you time and time again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. secrets. Fucking awesome. So, uh, job well done. <laughs> Mistress now is going to, I guess, return to her life, and secretly she's now on Team Hanzo, because... Right. Because of that... Because of that good deed. That, that, yeah. Uh... At this point, the boss shows up to arrest Hanzo and the mistress for whatever reason, uh, and Hanzo is hiding and he eavesdrops. He's hiding in a closet somewhere. Yeah. Um, cut to the next day or so, Hanzo on walking along on a bridge. He runs into Kanbei, who's this guard dude. Hanzo attacks. Um, oh, they attack Hanzo and he ends up killing everybody. <laughs> And the martial arts in this is it's sloppy and dirty like Zadowichi is. It's yeah. never it's never um uh, I, in, in my It's opinion, not as slick as say some of the stuff you see in the Lone Wolf Club and the Cub movies right. or even in the Zadowichis. There's a lot of stuff with this sort of his instrument of power that has a chain in the handle, but it's a lot of just popping people like with a puño, hit him right, in the right. in the back. Puño, butt of the sword. Butt of the sword. And um it's really sloppy, and you kind of go, wait a minute, did that fat guy just carve his way through, like, 20 guys? And you're well, like, all right. Again, so, you go, all right. So that's, sure he did. That's the other thing I wanted to point out, is that, like, you know, he, he, this guy is being presented as this uh, uh, sexual, yeah. you, know, I, you know, god. Um, like his brother, these guys are fire They They're not... <laughs> Adonises by any stretch of, yeah, the, yeah, of, the, yeah, yeah. of the imagination, and and that again is really cool because it shows uh, in a completely different light. Uh, kind of, not only are they sex positive, but they're also body positive in yeah. a way. It's yeah. like you know, it's like this guy is naked a lot in this movie. He is, and he's a yeah, he's a big round guy. He's a, he's he's like Dennis Franz, yeah, kind of a body. <laughs> yeah, 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 and he's. That and you're supposed to believe that he's like your child for the dad body. <laughs> and you're supposed to believe that this fat old man is throwing people through walls yeah. and slaughtering dozens. And you're like, all right. But yeah, in the spirit the way, of it, it's like, when, all right, let's just go on. When I first learned that him and uh, who's the guy that, that plays in Shogun Assassin? Uh, Thomas Sabora Wakayama. Uh, our brothers. You're like, oh my god, they almost they almost look. And they they also act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, well, that very was similar. a lot of it. There was yeah. like there was either the gruff, the acting in it at the time was either the gruff, oh, right. dude, or there was like the slightly effeminate, like Sleepy Eyes of Death. That guy was a, like slightly effeminate, and he was he was more melancholic, yes. you know. But then and little, he had a little this, more emo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he but, had this what did, what did he call it? Full moon cut. Yes. That you just go. Really? <laughs> I'm just, it, where he, he, he makes the sword do a complete like circle in front of him. And you're like, am I supposed to wait for you to do this in slow motion? <laughs> All right. Um, I kind of don't care. Where, <laughs> moving through the plot, I don't care. Uh, well, it, 
with these films, these are the types of movies that I think that, um, and this is a rare thing. I think this is a very, very rare thing. Because all the time we talk about story, 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 mm -hmm. story, story. But this kind of film, I don't think it really matters much. They're like a lot of Chambara, where yeah. they're, they're just shit that happens. And, and it, there's a formula there. Like, you yeah. know that Hanzo is going to find a dead body someplace, which is going, is going to lead him somehow to a girl. Yes. <laughs> who he's going to interrogate. You know what? I, if these were remade, mm -hmm. if these were remade, I, want, I would want Hanzo to not just interrogate girls. He interrogates everybody. He doesn't give a shit. It's like... It doesn't matter, like, you know... Men, women... Men, women... Sure. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's like, he's going to get his information, so he's and he's going to fuck his way to his information, regardless of who you are. Sure. That... You know what? No, I don't think that's going to work. I still don't think it's going to work. I still don't think, I don't think there's any way. There's there's no way. There's no way this. in this in this day and age that this is going to work at all. Uh... There, okay, so... Oh, I do want to talk about one thing with yeah, him before yeah, yeah. you move on from Sword of Justice. Okay, okay. Shit gets resolved and Hanzo kills and fucks everybody. So, yes. there is a moment... The film essentially... This film ends where Hanzo has his man, everyone's paid off, everything is okay, yeah. and we fade to black. And there's this added-on segment at the end. The original stinger. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, uh, it has to do with him at a roadside ramen stand where he meets these two children, and the little girl is just powering down sake. Long story short, their dad is dying, only has a month to live, right? And she's trying to drink enough so that she has the courage to go choke him and kill him so that he doesn't have to die. And you know, a weird. Really odd. Yeah, a weird uh, subtext to But dr addresses a lot of things, like Japanese um, uh, view of suicide sure. and of assisted suicide sure. and all of that kind of stuff. So, of course, Hanzo knows something's wrong and gets involved. Long story short, he ends up helping him out by going ahead and setting up what looks like the, guy, the old man having killed himself. Yeah. But... I want to say, there's a stunt in this. Yeah, oh, oh, you do. He puts this piece of cloth or rope around this dude's neck and over a rafter. Yeah. And with one tug, lifts him vertically yeah. by the neck. I don't know how they did it. It doesn't look... It doesn't look... I mean, it looks real. It do, Yeah, it doesn't look like... That's a dummy. Yeah, no, no. It's yeah. a, it's the guy. Yeah, and it's an old man. So yeah. I can, all I can think of is it, body harness or something. It reminded me of, um, it reminded me. This is a weird reference, but it reminded me of Cannibal Holocaust when they have the lady impaled on yeah. the thing, and they actually had to go to court to to Defend prove it. that yeah that we yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. actually do this to somebody. That's what this scene makes me think of. Is like holy shit. I remember um, watching the film, like, I was gasped out loud. Yeah. Like, holy fuck, they, that was no fucking around. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. Um, and then, so the old man dies, and uh, the ki he calls the kids back in, and he's like, da-da, he, he killed himself. I mean, a minute ago, he couldn't stand, but somehow he figured this out. Right. And um, uh, there's a warm moment between 
Hanzo and the kids, like, thanks, man. Like, <laughs> you really did it the solid there, like, stringing my dad up like a side of beef. Yeah, it was really it's odd. So, it's so... It, it almost feels like... I, I, you know, one of the things is... That, um, there's not a lot of material on these movies. As far I, as like, it was hard to it's find very information. difficult to find information. Most of them are reviews of guys going, they're fucked up, right? Yeah, uh, kind of <laughs> like we're doing. I know. Uh, um, it almost feels like maybe there was like, maybe they they they. It doesn't feel like part of the uh, the movie at all. It like it's like a it's a short story mm-hmm. that's been added to this novel. You yeah, know. there's a lot of because they knows that it's a lot of uh, it's it's like it's almost like they were like oh shit like we wrapped this up too early we need another twenty minutes and yeah, they're like, yeah. I got it and they just went to the comic or the manga and dug deep and said here's this little tiny right. thing I'd be interested in I, I've never I've seen the the Lone Wolf and Cub uh-huh. manga I've never seen the Hanzo Kong uh, me neither you would think that I would have but no I, I haven't seen it well. If we think about it, I mean, like the 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 manga that I have seen mm-hmm. is it the original? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. yeah probably not. Yeah, right? yeah. And and so uh, I wonder. I'm sure it's available. I'm sure you can find it, but mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to check out. So uh, moving on to the snare, directed by Suzo Masamura. Uh, he did a movie called Lullaby of the Earth. Original title: Koyokiba Hanzo Jigoku Zeme. Uh, against the backdrop of the Edo Treasury devaluing currency and driving many into poverty, Hanzo enforces the law without regard to status. He shows inadequate respect to a treasurer who wants him dead. He finds a young woman dead following an abortion and enters a temple without permission, looking for evidence. He tortures and then sexually assaults the temple's mistress to get information. He's then assigned to protect the mint from a notorious thief. There he closets himself in the bedroom of the mint's mistress. He waits. The thief arrives, but other crimes are afoot. Devalued currency, white slavery, and government corruption lead Hanzo to one conclusion. Thing out of, one thing out of the gate on this film, uh, music on this film was done by Tamita. Remember, Tamita did, like, The Planets and all that. He was oh, early yeah, yeah, yeah. on electronic music. Yeah, like Wendy like, yeah, exactly. And it's equally funky. So it's Tamita doing, like... Exactly. Yeah. Um, there, so that's essentially the plot. Um, jumps right back into it with that scene on the bridge. Boom, you're back into it. Uh, Hanzo finds the girl in the bridge. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, a girl at the mill. His henchmen find them. Right. Find her. The first thing he does is check her vagina and discovers blood and discovers... there. That's how he discovers. But that's right. his go-to. Never mind taking a pulse. Never yeah. mind yeah, anything yeah, yeah. else. Well, is it, isn't that the scene where he's kind of like, this is where you're going to find... This is where you're yeah. going to find out yeah, what yeah, happened. Yeah. And you're like... All right. What? Um, so uh, I'm running through my notes here. Uh, it, it's one at one point. Um, there is. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry. Um, film opens. Blah 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 blah. Cut to. Of course, we have once we have the setup. Once we're dropped back into the into the narrative. Right. Um, of course, we have to have our opening credits scene, which of course, involves Hanzo training. Well, by the way, something uh, stylistically with these films, 
yeah, particularly the, the the first film. You're like almost half an hour mm -hmm. into this film, and you're still getting a, a credit here and there. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those things like give, spoon feeding you stuff. Yeah, not only the who who did what, but also within the the, the introduction of the t the the thing. The filmmakers. Yeah. Um. So he exercises in opening credits with I wrote groovy me electronic mu music and gratuitous dick washing. Yeah. Um, Gratuitous dick yeah. washing. So his it's guys. Like, so he's got OCD also. <laughs> yeah. So his guys come and they they they've been out looking and they discover this temple that's run by women. He learns of a scheme um, to drug local farm girls and offer them to local businessmen for sex. He interrupts the nun objects. He cuffs her and says, "Quote, <laughs> you're a chatterer." <laughs> The nun is callous, but Hanzo shows her, uh, I don't know why I wrote the farm girl's head. Right. Um, so he learns about this plot, uh, he brings this body back to the, that, from the mill back to the convent, they right. bury it and leave, uh, Hans, they, as they are bringing the body back to this convent, it's in a coffin, and they're like, oh, his henchmen are like, we're going to bury, we were told we could bury this person right, here. Right, right, So they bury it, and who's in the coffin? Of course, Hanzo is in the coffin waiting, and he, <laughs> he breaks out, and um, uh, uh, starts going around the convent. Before, when he goes and take, he brings the body at one point of the dead girl to his parents, he brings her head... <laughs> In a big thing of of salt, it looks like or a rice. Yeah. And instead of going, I'm sorry, but your that your daughter's dead. He just unveils it like, look in, look in here, and there's <laughs> their daughter's head, and they're like, ah. <laughs> it's like hilarious. It's just hilarious. Um. I'd be interested, you know, it, it, in in doing research for this, I was I was frustrated that there wasn't more about it, and. And I was more frustrated. I used to have a book that had a decent section mm. on the Hanzo. Uh, I didn't even movies. think about that. And Alan Silver's book, The Samurai Film, I should have looked at, and I didn't even look at it. Well, that, I'm a dope. That's a great book if you can find it. That's that, a great that, book. That's a great book. I had I had one. It was just had had this horrible generic title, mm. martial arts films. Um, oh. Also, if you can find any book by books by Tom Weiser, W E I S S E R, he used to run Video Search in Miami. Yeah. They're they're basically review books like Leonard Maltin books yeah. for really obscure Japanese I, cinema. I remember the, like this these two sections. Uh, one was on Hanzo, the other one was on uh, uh, something, uh, and I had never seen any of these films. The Human Tarantula, uh -huh. um, which is. I don't know. It was kind of a, a, a Japanese detective noir thing. There was um, a lot of that stuff, like Crimson Bat yes. and all that other yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know? yeah. uh, so Hanzo, blah, 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 grabs the nun, takes her back to his place, interrogates her with predictable results. Ninja t ninjas attack, and uh, his house essentially kills everybody. Uh, <laughs> he asks the nun, after he interrogates her... His house is like... Um, Daigoro's uh, baby carriage. That's all I was going to go. It's kind of like a little clean Buffalo Bill house. In a way, right? um, but at one this point, it's interesting because he asks the nun if she's going to stay or go. It, quote, it doesn't matter to me. She, he 
opens this, uh, it looks like a um, dress of drawers. He pushes it and it becomes stairs and there's this golden light coming from above. So it's almost <laughs> like ascending the stairway to heaven. And he kind of looks at her and he's like, you know, like, that's my sanctuary. You can go hide up there, you know, and I'll be back to fuck you later. And she ascends these stairs. It's fucking amazing. And she is solidly on team Hanzo. She's on the Hanzo um, train. She's had the the patented um, rope basket technique and um, which I'm Okay, okay. No, 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 no. We have to. We have to talk about that. Okay. So, the rope basket. Uh, it's essentially a net. Yeah. Let me, put it, it, let me put it to you another way. Okay, okay. Remember when you were a kid and you were on a swing and you spun one way and the chain got really, really tight and tight and tight and tight? Right. And then you let go and you and it spun it out? the other way. Okay. It's that way, with a but with a big dick. <laughs> Basically, Hanzo's... <laughs> this is... Okay, this is one of the reasons why I... Go ahead. Okay. Hanzo's laying down. His his enormous member is, is pointing to the sky, we're assuming. Because, again, these are not these are not X-rated films. Yeah, you don't see anything. No. You see shadows yeah. and it's all in play. And this woman that he's going to interrogate is in a net, and, and she's being lowered down onto him. Mm-hmm. And... As 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 everybody else in these movies do, it's like no, I'm not telling you, blah blah right, blah. Right, right, right. Um, and then he spins the between basket. his henchmen raising and lowering yes. the rope, the net. Yes. And him spinning what's in the net, i.e., whatever whoever's it is one of the most ridiculous things ridiculous. you will ever see. And in you your just life. all I could could think of is little loop, okay, buddy? Because <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't look fun at all. No. Um. But it, yeah, so, uh, so go ahead. I, I, well, I was just going to say I think that it's important to talk about that scene because it they do it now out of film. all the out of all the interrogation scenes. I think this is this one is the most uh, one ridiculous <laughs> and two demonstrates kind of the he talks a lot of shit. shit yeah, with does. this one with a nun because yeah. he's always he he like gives her shit about like. Never suppose like this is the touch of a man and blah 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 yeah. blah and it's Cause, because she's a nun and she's course. not experienced this blah yeah so now uh, Hanzo is goes to the castle to be disciplined for that incident on the bridge that opened the film right instead he's given a mission to find and kill this master uh, thief who's operating in the area it's said that a local man is his target he goes there meets the woman who runs it Hanzo decides to stay and protect her and ends up interrogating her giving her what he called, quote, the treatment. <laughs> um, the treatment. And it turns out that basically Hanzo's, I wrote, this is my note, basically Hanzo's dick is like Wonder Woman's lasso. It gets the truth. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, treasure arrives and Hanzo all, learns of his scheme to dilute the gold and all the coins and skimming the... Meanwhile, the thief arrives at the mint disguised as a local government official. Right. Now that he's in the mint, during the night, him and his men um, change into like ninja clothes because they're now going to rob the mint. Right. Uh, 
Hanzo Springs is a prize and there's a big battle. Treasury and officials arrive and corner a thief in the bar. The thief and a few of his men in the barn. Thief grabs a girl, young girl's a hostage. There's a negotiation. Hanzo tells his men to bring a coffin that he puts on his back and he carries into the barn thinking like giving himself up. He's supposedly weaponless. Right. And the coffin that he's carrying on his back is for himself. Um, he sets the coffin down and the thief uh, says he's not not only is he going to kill him he's not going to let the little girl go and kill her as well right Hanzo flips the lid on the coffin to reveal of course a bunch of weapons inside right basically the coffin is the guitar case in El Mariachi yeah yeah, yeah. but the thing uh, is it's this giant barrel on his back it's yeah. not like he he just puts a backpack on and no. with a couple of weapons it's a giant wooden barrel um, he slaughters everyone, and at that point, he comes out and faces off to the evil treasurer who is going to uh, uh, he uh, gonna reward him for sure. now having saved the mint and saved the day. He's going to forgive him for the incident on the bridge, and he wants he says at one point, you can have anything you want. To which Hanzo says, "Are you sure?" And the treasurer said, "Yes." And he said, "He says, I want your head." And then explains why. Uh, the treasurer is told that he they arrest uh, the the magistrate arrests the treasurer. Hanzo walks away, and the film ends with um, the treasurer's swordsman confronting Hanzo on the bridge and Hanzo killing him. Dun 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 dun. dun. We're gonna blow through the last one. Okay. Uh, who's got the gold? AKA Koyokiba Oni no Hanzo. Yohara Koben, directed by Yoshio Inoue, who did The Silent Gun. Um, this has to do with the treasury people working are hiding gold in bamboo spears and throwing them out of the treasury into the water out that surrounds the treasury. Right. And they've set this girl up. They, Hanzo gets involved because his men are fishing in that area and they see a quote unquote ghost. Hanzo decides that um, he's never had sex with a ghost. <laughs> so he decides, let's go out there. Because he says, quote, I wrote this down, quote, I bet it a ghost. I bet it would be pretty tight down there. <laughs> dude, dude. <laughs> so fucked up. But anyway. So they go to the river, they catch the girl, they bring her back, the ghost, they bring her back, discover that it, she's really a woman, and that opens up the entire rest of the plot. Sure. Uh, this film looks the best out of all three. It's right. the last of them. Which makes sense. Yeah. yeah um, As film stock got better and things got better, right. the look I, of the film got I, better. I, you know, having said that, though, the, that film stock of the early, uh, you know, yeah. uh, I love it. Yeah, I really, I, even yeah. the black and white stuff, like the early Zadowichi, yeah. they, they look almost like old TV shows. You know, you were talking earlier about, like, how s the sword fighting of this is kind of mm -hmm. ugly and clumsy. I mean, if you think about Seven Samurai. Yeah. Same like, thing. Same thing. It's very realistic. Mm -hmm. I mean, it... Uh, Whereas Shogun Assassin, it's like, it's almost, he's almost a wizard or a sorcerer, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like he just moves and people fall. It's the uh, 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 omniscient yes. killer, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, that yeah. knows everything where you yeah. are beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hanzo interrogates the ghost. I have cue groovy music. 
Um, but there is always something conveniently blocking the view. Sure. Uh, in the middle of her interrogation, this ghost dies. Which really bums everybody out. Well, I would uh, imagine. Especially Hanzo. Uh, Hanzo. Um, <laughs> so the doors break open. Treasury guards come in and they accuse him of murdering the girl. They, it's a it's a local law guy who's like, "You murdered this girl." Hanzo confronts the guards with a bamboo. The guard explains essentially why they're stealing. That you know times are hard. Right. And money's being devalued and inflation is happening and none of us, you know, whatever. Uh, they try to kill him anyway in his own house, and we know how that's going to go. Right. Uh, the final guard starts to confess, but someone from the shops kills him. Cut to Hanzo at headquarters. He receives a reward for foiling the plot. This is where he, re- also, he refused, another time, he refused to accept it and instead gives the money to his boss. Right. Knowing full well that but now the boss owes him. Yeah, and that yeah, keeps yeah. his ass out of a lot of trouble. Yeah. As he's leaving, he sees a former doctor who has TB stop the Lord to tell him that they need to modernize against advancements in artillery. Um, doctor is arrested. Hanzo leads him away, becomes sort of um, sympathetic to his plight because he clearly has TB, has been given a month to live, right, and doesn't want to um, doesn't want to die in prison. Um, Hanzo takes him into hiding. The doctor explains some of that superior artillery has to do with cannons yeah. and, he, and he says that he has the plans to make this copper cannon that is revolutionary but he needs copper to do it and you think gee <laughs> I wonder if that's going to come up later <laughs> uh, more Hanzo training his boss arrives and they go to see the lore the lore tells him it's clear that um, the doctor never made it to the prison gives Hanzo says that he's going to kill Hanzo. Hanzo says, listen, um, give me one month to bring him in. Either kill him or bring him in. Um, on the way out, the Lord betray, betrays his greed when by demanding gifts from a ro- ronins that are, are laying there. Ha- and one of them has a family heirloom that's a spear um, that this guy wants. He asks for it, and the ronin's like, that's a family heirloom. I can't. I could never give that up. Sure. Uh, Hanzo hears of his friend's debt, um, and he tells the men, to, his men, to look into the priest. Hanzo learns how the priest was in on the gold scam. Cut to the doctor now in Hanzo's um, sanctuary in the in the attic, working on plans for the cannon. Um, I'm going to skip some of this. These movies. Um like like a lot of the movies that were being uh, like a lot of the samurai movies that were being made at the same time um, share the same DNA with um, spaghetti westerns. Spaghetti westerns, absolutely. And it's all it, it gets all very convoluted, and it's like you know the, this this guy and that guy, and, and, and yeah, exactly. And it's about this yeah. money and that money, and and uh, and these are no exception. Um. Da, 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 da. Hanzo and men sneak Hanzo into a party that the priest is having. Um, at this point, as he's breaking in through the roof, he learns that the priest's house has copper tiles on the roof because sure. he's been skimming all this money and, and blah, 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 blah. Right. Hanzo sees that the women inside the, he, the, the, he's, um, the priest is teaching these women how to play musical instruments. In the meantime, they're getting drunk 
and they're having orgies with the other monks who are all blind and what what have you. And it's a, this movie is the most complicated of the absolutely. Three. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm hoping that I'm not yeah. being you know too this guy and that guy and this guy. Um, but so he sees this orgy is happening and more weird electronic music starts happening. Hanzo bursts in and, and really quickly with a plum, what he calls a plum tattoo brands every single woman that's there. So now he can track them. And he has evidence that says you were there the night that this was going on. Right. And they hopefully, for fear of being um, outed, outed yeah. they, they comply. Cut to Hanzo's friend who was attacked by blind monks who say he owes him money because he's a ronin and he, of course he's been borrowing money. Right. A uh, friend manager turns him away. That's when the prison's body, prison, the priest's bodyguard shows up, kills his friend, takes the spear, gives it to the Lord. Right. Ronin, master of the samurai. Yes. Uh, Hanzo arrives too late but, and finds his friend dead, finds the spear gone. We're almost done here. Uh, Hanzo goes to the treasury, sees the bodyguard who goes around back, uh, where he jumps the... F um, he sees the bodyguard at the front gate, so Hanzo goes around the back and jumps the fence. Right. I'm going to skip over this. Um, it ultimately ends where the plot is betrayed, the priest is implicated, big fight, Hanzo kills everybody, of course. Um, <laughs> there is a scene in this where... He's attacked on all fronts. They all confront him. Sure. He jumps up, grabs a branch of a tree, and starts kicking around. Yes. <laughs> and just <laughs> knocks them all out, and that's fucking awesome. Uh, Hanzo grabs a priest after killing everybody and says that in exchange for his silence, he'll take all of the copper off of his roof. And the priest is like, great. <laughs> like, take all the copper. Let me be allowed to, you know, be in business. Uh... But he said he tells the priest he has to burn all the promissory notes from the peasants. Priest happily agrees. Hanser says he'll periodically come in and check on him and um, ask for things. And the priest, of course, promises that that's okay. Hanser takes the tiles to the doctor. Doctor forges a cannon. Right. Hanser goes to the main lord and reaffirms his promise to kill the doctor or kill himself. Uh, he gives his boss some shit. By the way. Yeah, a cannon made out of copper. I know it's like one of I the know. worst ideas. It's, and when you see this cannon that he makes, it's literally <laughs> just painted copper. Yes. <laughs> uh, back at Hanzo's, the cannon is complete. Henchmen try to talk to Hanzo out of it. He gives them the "Show me your arm." Um, reminds them of their debt to him, right. so they have to comply. Um, at the back at the treasure, Hanzo was late for his deadline of one month. Right. Um, and the treasurer uh, takes the spear and leaves. On the way back, they encounter the doctor on the road with the cannon. And he shows him, look at my cannon, and starts firing it off and then just about kills everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the Lord, who's there now devastated because probably shell-shocked from all the cannon rounds right. that are hitting the ground. Um... Uh, bah, 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 bah. Sorry. Uh, once defeated, Hanzo kills the doctor and then goes to the Lord who is now starting to recover from being shell socked and says, Yeah, dude, I killed him. Yeah. <laughs> Decimated your shit and killed him. And um, Hanzo tells him that everything he knows and says that he will hold that knowledge over this Lord's head and therefore he 
is indebted to him and right. I would imagine There's it was meant that this guy was going to come appear in subsequent films. Right. Um, There's a lot of that in these movies. It's like, you are in my debt now. Yeah. You know, it's well, like, that's a strong, I can tell secrets about you. It's a strong concept in Japanese culture, the, yeah. the idea of giri, right? The yeah. obligation. I, it's almost like, in a weird way, in Battleship Earth, leverage. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, in the end, Hanzo uh, blows up the cannon. Because, fuck that, right? Yeah. I, don't, I, I yeah. guess so that it wouldn't fall into anyone's hands. Um, cut to a denouement where he's burying his friend and is attacked by the priest's bodyguard, who has been vapor for two thirds, or the last third of the movie. Right, right, right. He comes back out of nowhere. They fight. Of course, Hanzo kills him. Throws his body in the, the dirt. Throws the broken spear into the dirt and buries it along with his friend. Fade to black. So much more complicated, but it showed how they were leaning into I think two things: one, the black exploitation element; right. Two, three things: the psychedelia of the time; right. And three, the idea that that we have to provide more of a story than just the 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 one note joke of this guy having a big dick. Right, right, right. Um. So. In watching these, a thought occurred to me, inspired by Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> what happens to Hanzo when age starts to catch up to him, and he <laughs> and he gets ED? There's n yeah, there's no there's no he, feudal. He has no more Viagra, right? Yeah, well, yeah. There's no there's no exactly, and so like. Does he does he off himself because he can't interrogate people I would anymore? Say that. Here's the other thing too: Does Hanzo ever fall in love? If and there's, yeah, you you know what I mean. I and would have like, loved to have seen a him encounter someone who a, a woman who trains as well. Yes, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Won't, maybe won't let him go. Yes, or something. Yeah, See, I needed that. That would have been cool. Like, oh shit. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like you've met your match. Buddy. You've met your match. Yeah. And and a deep love. Oh my god. Which would Could you imagine the training <laughs> The only <laughs> and the only thing that would be kind of a drag is is that at the end, you know, you you can't you can't do you can't do Hanzo the happy married guy. <laughs> So you got to kill her, right? You got to kill her, or kill uh, him. Oh no, 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 yeah. No, or you I, spin her off in your own movie. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I think you <laughs> why know. Not? Like, why not? a female Hanzo Lorraine? Exactly. Here? Yes. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's like, yeah. If nothing else from the show, that's the gen. That's, <laughs> that, the, that's thing. the thing. We need a, a female <laughs> Hanzo Lorraine. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Yeah. Tom's like, I'm writing this one already. No, no, you can't do that. He's like, no, I can't do that. Uh, yeah, so... Um, I will fall on that sword, sir. <laughs> they, uh, uh... So, yeah. These are... These are... These are weird, fucked up movies. They're great... Like, a couple of things. They're great midnight movies. They're right. great movies to spring on someone that you know that has never seen them. Because I guarantee you, they'll look at you like, "What the hell is this? What is going on? What is yeah. going on?" Yeah. Um, 
And they're solid. And and for anyone who's offended, for anybody who listens to the show who might be offended by this material, I'm like, think about Last House on the Left. Think about I Spit on Your Grave. Think right. About, exactly. This is nothing new. It's just being presented in a flippant way. I guess yeah. is yeah, yeah, yeah. is what might make it seem. Yeah, the idea wrong. that it's like again, you're you're the idea that you you. You, uh, it's not full stop. You know, like you don't hit the rape scene or the interrogation scene and go like, oh, you, I guess some people do, and they just shut it off now. Right, I don't right, need right. that. Right. Um, but I think then it continues on, and and the story continues, right. and and now this, uh, in this case, this woman is a convert. Right. You know, it's like you know, right, right. And and again, dude, how about a story? Check this out. How about a story? Where all of the... Because, like, you know, a, according to this mythos, he's just leaving, like, women craving for him uh-huh. all over the place, right? What if they, like, get together and rise up against him? I'm going to go... Okay. <laughs> how about How about they get together and they become the women ninjas from Shogun. Oh Assassin. my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they... Oh, oh I know. And they hate dudes. <laughs> <laughs> now we know why. Yes, exactly. Hilarious. Alright, so, again, cornerstones of the genre, uh, they have to be discussed. Uh, I think that, that there is enough meat there that it, it, it justifies maybe... Setting some things aside and understanding that it doesn't. I, I, I'm not going to. I'm going to say it doesn't justify, but it much like much like we were talking about earlier with these with these other problematic films from the past. It's like they're important and you need to see them, whether you like them or not, mm-hmm. whether they make you feel uncomfortable or not. They're important. I think even even and I don't want to speak for my wife, but I think even my wife like once she was like. Okay. I yeah, it's that's really fucked up, but okay. Yeah. Um and but that said, she walked out halfway not even halfway through the first film. Wouldn't didn't want to watch the other two. Yeah, she's like I've so seen I've, like, I, she's like I get, I get, joke. It, I yeah, get yeah. it and then moved on. She didn't need to know like the plot intricacies of who's got the gold. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Um to illustrate well, we're you, gonna, go ahead. I was gonna say, out of the three, if you were gonna tell somebody if you, if you can only because they are they are very much the same yeah. movies. Yeah. Which one should they watch? I, I'm going to say the snare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think th- I think the first one is really black exploitation, and it becomes a little less so by the time we get to the third one. Right. So the the snare is the second one, and that's going to give you both of those. Sure, things. sure, sure. And it's got the cool. Basket seat. Basket seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is so. Uh, we're gonna. I think we've got. We've got this. <laughs> so we're gonna go take a break and um, to sort of illustrate what we're talking about as far as the the brown chicken, brown cow music. What's gonna come up next is music from music from Who's Got the Gold. Yeah. So dig that, and we'll be back in a minute.
All right, groovy man. Very groovy. <laughs> as, as groovy as as groovy as you want to be. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, I, I I just I wanted to point out before we move on to our to our second hour stuff that uh, none of this is really new as far as Japanese culture goes, um, and uh, uh, it's here's a case in point. There's something called the uh, Kanamara Matsuri, which is a Shinto festival, mm-hmm. and it is the um, uh, it's the festival of the steel phallus. Mm-hmm. And this and is the thing you see on the internet where they're carrying around giant wooden giant penises. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's basically festival of the penis. Yes. Yeah, it, and and um, it 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 speaks to something in Japanese culture that has always been there. Mm-hmm. And while it may seem odd to us, um, as funky as these movies are, they probably weren't that shocking no. to, to the Japanese audience. I, I don't know about of, it. I don't, as a white guy, I pref- I'm going gonna, gonna to step away from commenting on, on another um, culture. On the other hand, I think that these films in Japan were vastly popular, and a lot of it had to do with with their uh, the, the the culture's uh, per, uh, way of addressing sexuality and equality and and a lot of other stuff. And again, uh, historically, this is something that is a big deal, right? You know, exactly. No pun intended. Yeah. On the big giant penis thing, but well, yeah, I. You know, just the fact that, that that something like this exists, where there's this legend of uh, a demon that has teeth in its vagina, and it's defeated by using this steel phallus that then breaks the teeth of the. It's all indicative of right. of, of a, a particular view of, of culture, and uh, cool. It, it's the point being. This isn't new. It it, it it was something that was always there. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, moving on to people who died. Let's go through these. Dudley Sutton, actor. He was in Brimstone and Treacle, and he was in The Devils. Um, he's got one of those faces that when you see him, you go, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Kind of British movie helper. British movie helper, yeah. Uh, saxophonist Big J McNeely. This is unsung hero of American jazz just blowing. There's some, I saw some great photos of him playing and just white, just an audience of white people just throwing themselves around with a band and it was very, very yeah. cool. Uh, Martin Alcock, uh, he was a musician, he was with Fairport Convention and he was with yeah. uh, Jethro Tull yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. for a little while. Um, today, here it's our... Uh, this is our wrestler fighter of the week, Norfumi Yamamoto. He was a UFC K1 fighter. Yeah. Um, finally, I guess he had gotten sick. I was uh, going to say last week was the first week in a while where we didn't have a wrestler. Of the yeah, week right, passing right. Away. yeah. Um, Stephen Jeffries, he was a playwright. He wrote Diana and the Libertine. Um, Arthur Mitchell, who was uh, one of the founders of the Dance Theater of Harlem. Right. And Pasquale Booba, he was a film editor for George Romero, long time. Oh yeah, for George yeah, yeah, Romero. Yeah. And then um, I guess it was a car accident, and there was a Dickie Betts 
from the Allen Brothers has a brain injury that he's having to go in for surgery over. Yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, Dickie yeah, yeah. Betts, man. Yeah. What was it? The Ballad of Elizabeth Reed and Jesus, all that old Allman Brothers stuff. Just the shit. Yeah. The Allman Brothers is a weird thing in that they were they were a rock band. Mm-hmm. They were a southern rock band, but they were also like there's elements of jam bands mm-hmm. there. There's elements of oh yeah, they were doing like tw- twelve, yeah. fifteen minute songs. Yeah. They're just you know. Uh, and after Dwayne died, and then Dickie was able to really start to shine as a guitar yeah. player. They kind of their own thing. Yeah, like great. when you talk about the Almond Brothers, Dude, it's 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 not that, that live at the Fillmore is the shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the shit. It's got like a twenty minute they, whipping they get post. Lumped in, they get lumped in with Leonard Skinner and those guys, yeah, but it's no, no it's much a completely better. different thing. Much, yeah. much. I think yeah. they're much better. Yeah. They're like they're like bands in that genre that don't get the love they kind of deserve. Marshall Tucker sure. and, and you know, the, I think the outlaws are yeah. fucking amazing. Uh, moving on to s- news and stuff. Um, let's see. There's a new. Just today, they released a trailer for a new Adam Sandler stand-up special because I guess ruin, ruining movies isn't enough. Sure. So now he's going to do stand-up for an hour. Yeah. I guess. I'm not a fan. I I'm not either. I never I, thought his records were funny. Yeah. So, you know, and I guess Netflix seems to be letting him do whatever the fuck he wants. So. Well, I now mean, we have a Santa special. You know, the movies, the movies always made money. Collaterally, there was they also just released a Kevin James stand-up special on Netflix about four or five months ago. Right, and it's terrible. Yeah, it's really terrible. Uh, speaking of specials, October second, there's a new Joe Rogan stand-up special on Netflix. Okay, so there's that. <clears throat> First picks. First pictures of Joaquin Phoenix as a Joker were released online. This is just one of his face. Um, Brett Cullen, who was in the Dark Knight Rises, Ghost Rider, and Apollo 13, was cast as well to play Thomas Wayne. Um, and then today they released some weird video. Todd Phillips, the director of the the Joker movie, it's this weird superimposition video of like Joaquin Phoenix's face and then him in clown makeup. Yeah, I'm praying this isn't the finished the clown, clown makeup. The clown makeup is very much. Uh, John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 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 I made a joke with a picture of Emmett Kelly Jr. going like, is this what, like, you know, his his partners are? Or, or you know? Yeah. Or whatever? I don't... I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. It, it's either going to work, or it's going to be a really horrible one-off. You know, the one thing that, that I think it has going for it is that Joaquin Phoenix has shown... Despite whatever you may feel about him personally, he's a good actor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he so. throws himself into a role right. as well. So, we'll see. Um, Tom, Arnold, Tom Arnold says that uh, Apprentice producer Mike Burnett um, choked him at a Hollywood party. Arnold approached him because he's doing some show for True TV. Mm-hmm. And was like, give me the tapes. I want the tapes. And there was like some scuffle. Um, Burnett uh, and his wife say that Arnold was the aggressor. Uh, Talking about these the tapes, supposedly of while filming The Apprentice, right? That he has of, of Trump, of Trump saying the N word and calling his son a right, R right. word and mm-hmm. a bunch of other stuff. Um, the next day, when that story broke, 
another story broke that Ronan Farrow supposedly has all that footage in his possession and yeah. he's waiting to release it. So that would be a problem. Uh, Roseanne, they kill they're they're killing off Roseanne on her on her show. Right. And I guess the what was happening, she tweeted about it, but I guess what was happening was they were starting to set up that because of her situation and growing older, she was slowly become addicted becoming addicted to opioids. Right. Well, they just killed her opioid overdose. Yeah. Boom. Um, and, and, and and she was not happy about she it. She was not happy about it. But if you look at if you look at Roseanne, mm-hmm. uh, it's entirely like realistic. It's, well, it's, I feel like it's dramatically, comedically, her dying like that, suddenly like that. Will give them plenty of fodder. Sure, John Goodman will have will go through the grief. I, you It'll know, give Sarah I, Gilbert's character a chance to rise to the level of matriarch and all of the things they wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, to be honest, I was never a fan. I, I, I didn't, I didn't like the Roseanne show. Mm-hmm. A lot of people did. I, I, I get did. That. It was enjoyable. Um, Their Halloween episodes. The were Halloween awesome. episodes were great. Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah, only yeah, things yeah, I yeah. ever watched. After, yeah, you know. Um, Having said that, early, early, early Roseanne as a stand-up comedian, mm-hmm. I dug. Yeah, she's hilarious. Yeah, she, I, yeah, I thought it was great. And Definitely. it's sad that she took this weird turn. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Recently at a sh- uh, performance of the Shrine Circus in Pittsburgh, a camel got pissed off and went on a rampage yeah, throwing an adult and two children off its back. Yeah. yeah. And can we just say... We're Stop, done with circus? Yeah, let's stop doing this. <laughs> it's just so dumb. Yeah. You know? Uh, Angelina Jolie is producing a biography uh, on uh, Native American sports hero Jim Thorpe, and she's casting a native in the role. Yeah, that's important. That's really important. Yeah. Awesome. That's a, And that's a great story. It is a great story. Uh, already done in film once, Jim Thorpe All-American with mm-hmm. Burt Lancaster. Mm-hmm. A, gr- a great, great black and white film. Yeah. Uh, Brian Singer is in talks to direct a Red Sonja film, which has surprised everybody, given that he was thrown off of the Freddie Mercury picture yeah. because of the accusations and the Me Too mo- movement and right. all that stuff. Um, weird, but okay. I don't know that, again, I don't know that anyone is... Are we, we trying to remember for a Red like, Sonja film? Well, I mean... Maybe... Maybe they Game of Thrones has shown. See, us I was going to say, yeah. Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, like fantasy is a thing now where yeah. it wasn't for a long time. Uh, yeah, hmm. and maybe now's the time because maybe now we can make a Red Sonja film that's going to be badass instead of like the Red Sonja film that was made before. Yeah, which yeah. Sucked. Because Red Sonja isn't the like she's not the love of Conan Blythe. Oh God, no. Yeah, she's just some peripheral badass woman. I don't character. even. Was she even in the same universe? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a minute. Yeah. Like she wasn't there long. No. You know. And, and then it's only through the comics that they they, they lost her. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, the badass in Conan's life was. Uh, Belight, right? Yeah. The pirate. The yeah. pirate. The, yeah, yeah. the she I'm tiger, or the she lion of the sea. Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. yeah. yeah she, was the, she was the one that was like, yeah. you know, fuck you, Conan. In many sit, ways. Sit down. In many ways, <laughs> what Valeria was in the first Conan yes, movie. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was more. Yes. 
that, than the yeah, other. that character should have been that. At least in the beginning, before yeah. even she succumbed to the to the good dick, right? Yeah, right. Well, yeah. See, and that's the thing. It's like it keeps it's coming there. Up. It keeps coming up. It's there. Even in the Red Sonja movie, like we got to put Arnold Schwarzenegger in as like this. Yeah, uh, the bridge. Uh, yeah, the linking material. Um, this is not anything to do with cinema, but a hairdresser in New Orleans was arrested because he was taking customers' hair and making voodoo dolls. <laughs> I love that. First of all, I'm not going to go see a hairdresser whose face is covered in tattoos. Yeah, he had tattoos all over his face and the whole nine yards. I'm not, I'm not, you know, like, if you want to do that, fine, but that's just not. (laughs) I just love this story. Like, what's all this? It's, it's, it's. It's insane and wonderful at the same time that there are still it's still against the law to practice voodoo. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah, shit, you might as in well Louisiana. just throw some chicken bones and crack jinx. This is ridiculous. Uh, let's see, Patrick Stewart is cast as Bosley in the upcoming Charlie's Angels reboot. Supposedly, why are we doing a Charlie's Angels? I have reboot? No idea, it's but they're doing one. Uh, supposedly, he's going to be one of many Bosleys. Oh, okay. So I sure I guess. Sure. <laughs> um, we moving should on. Just make a Bosley movie. I know, right? <laughs> He's all doing the heavy. Just like supposedly they're they're talking. Um, the CW is talking about an Alfred movie or an Alfred series, like out pre-Alfred, like Alfred. Yeah, being a uh, it was called. What's his last name? Pennyworth. Penny Pennyworth. So, Pennyworth. Well, there's, Pennyworth. A, there's a joke trailer about it, but supposedly they're really no, but doing there's it. a real yeah. yeah. There's an actual project because the actor yeah. in Gotham that plays Alfred's a badass. He was in Dog Soldiers, mm, right? Exactly. Just, so, yeah, this his guy name. that we that is taking care of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. He's got history. Yeah, and, supposedly yeah. Alfred was a field surgeon yeah. and a bunch of other shit. Uh, Dizzy Zepcott is ending the Illuminations fireworks show. Okay. Because so, I guess people are like kind of over fireworks, I guess, I maybe. Uh, Disney Streaming is planning a, a series of limited series, the first two being... Uh, Focusing on Loki and the Scarlet Witch from Avengers. Yeah, this is dumb. But it's going to star Tom Hiddleston Tom and Hiddleston. Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, Can we yeah. just stop? I don't need any Did, more uh, backstory in, on Loki. In the list of stories, are we are we going to talk about the uh, Star Wars? Somebody finally like. Maybe we don't need yes. so many. Okay, okay. Yeah, we can talk about it now. Disney CEO said that he said maybe a Star Wars movie every year is a bit much. Yeah, d- you think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, considering the first Star Wars movie came out in 1977, I and <laughs> it's the law of diminishing returns. At some point, you have you. It's not special anymore. It's saturation. It's yeah. like it's like you want to kill. Do you want to kill your franchise? Then make this all this shit. To quote yeah. Archer, yeah, you want to kill your franchise? This is how you kill your yeah, franchise. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think Marvel should. I think Marvel needs to take note. I agree. But especially between now with all the animated stuff that they're also oh doing. Oh my god, there's so much shit. Uh, there's a video that YouTube uh, and GQ did of Nick Cage. It's about 20 minutes long maybe 15, uh, Nick Cage breaking down his roles. Yes. And it's awesome. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a Nick Cage fan, but when he starts going like, oh, I meant to channel, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it makes it sound much more 
grand. Yeah, I just want to go. That scene where you were just covered in blood and screaming. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that's that's totally. <laughs> Having said that, I I keep hearing, yeah, insane, uh, uh, uh wonderful reviews of this movie Mandy. Everyone's loving it. Yeah. Yeah. People that I, I wouldn't get, expect you know, to like it. You know what I like worry? I, I worry is that it's just it's just him going bananas? Being a nut. Yeah. Which is granted would be uh, entertaining but does it make it a good movie? Right. I don't know. I, I need to see it. Uh, let's see. Aubrey Plaza and Brian Tyree Henry from Atlanta were cast in the upcoming Chucky reboot. They just released an image today. It's of the doll. They've re-sculpted yeah. Chucky's face. Um, I don't care. I don't either. I was never a fan. I just Once uh, we have the first one, mm-hmm. we're good. Yeah. I don't need all the sequels. I don't need yeah. all the other bullshit. That's I'm how good I feel about that. A Nightmare on Elm Street. It's Agreed. Like, yeah. Um, we're going to get to something about that in a minute. Sony is doing a PlayStation Classic, which will include 20 classic games. It's like how, what NES did. This little tiny console that comes preloaded with a bunch of old, like, asteroids and Retro joust. Games, and yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Warwick Davis says to expect a Willow 2. Uh, yeah, I... Again... Um, I think the time's right for it. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones has shown us that. I, you're not ulti- going to get Mad Mardigan back. Have you? There was a trailer this week for the Super that Val Kilmer was in. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It's bleak. Yeah. He's just very, very old, and he doesn't talk because I guess he had throat cancer or something. Yeah. And yeah. So I don't see him coming back except in a very not limited not, role. Not in that in that type of role. Um, Maybe he's the wise wizard on the sure, like he's he's moved on. Yeah. Um, The the thing I'm not excited about is that any any of these things, um, with the exception of the Dark Crystal, um, I know they're they're not gonna they're not gonna bring back the stop motion Mm -hmm. stuff that was in the first Willow, Um, and and that's what makes those movies special for me. Mm -hmm. Um, The story. Will I watch it? Sure. Yeah, exactly. And at the time Willow came out, we hadn't been through Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones and all that other stuff. So I, you know, sure. Yeah, Yeah, do it on Netflix or something, and and that'll be fine. It'll be cool. Uh, I saw a trailer today or the other day for this thing. I thought it was a movie called Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and um, it's essentially a live-action trailer for a game. Yeah. It's on YouTube. Go check it out. But it's weird because it's in the course of it being set in this Assassin's Creed world. Right. The the narration is straight up uh, train spotting. It's, yeah, that's <laughs> you know he's he's yeah. talking be this be that and yeah. be swift and you see him running through the market and mm-hmm. jumping over you know whatever. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. But I, but on the other hand. Um, you know, Lust for Life is playing in the yeah. background. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, really weird and odd, but kind of effective. You know somebody said, we're going to do a train spotting. Uh, yeah, exactly. Creek. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's one of those things when watching it, when it dawned on me, like, wait a minute, this is totally train spotting. <laughs> um, this is apropos of kind of nothing, but uh, if you go to my Facebook page, there's a video about a guy I put up about a guy named Steve Marshall. He's out there 
fucking plagiarizing, like stripping people's names off of stories, publishing them in his own collections. Yeah. So if you know this guy, tell him he's an asshole. But I, we both that, say that he's an asshole. Last, that ain't gonna last. Yeah, long. No, yeah no, no, especially no, no. with the internet. Like, yeah, he's already, already he's been outed. The yeah. dude, the video that's on there shows the dude is showing his book from 2010, and yeah. then he shows the exact same thing in this guy's brand yeah. new book. So anyway, fuck that I don't guy. Know why people think they can get away with their shit? They're idiots. They're stupid. You know, what, what is this like? High school fucking English where you're cribbing a, a Hemingway. <laughs> Piece and saying, yeah, that's me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. Wonder Woman writer Alan uh, Heinberg is developing a TV series for Marvel which will feature lesser-known female heroes. Okay. Good. If you're going to do it, let's do that. Speaking of which, have have we heard anything about Squirrel Girl lately? Not yet. Okay. Nothing. They're still working on it. Okay. Uh, I didn't know this, but they're re-releasing Last Starfighter to theaters... And they've pumped up the visual effects. Like they, they George lucas it. Went in and added a bunch of spilkas and made it all... Okay. Yeah, I, right, you know, I, cool. I love that movie. It's a great movie. And I think one of the, the charms of it for me is that the early CG. Yeah. You know? And yeah. Two, two for me, two things. One, Robert Preston, yeah, Robert essentially Preston doing great. the Music Man in space. Yeah, exactly. And I love the makeup design on the on the aliens. Yeah, they're so cool. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Peele will now narrate the Twilight Zone reboot that he's going to do. All right. Sure. Okay. Groovy. I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know we're gonna blow through know. a lot of these. I, Kevin Feige is confirmed to be overseeing. The X-Men franchise when Disney takes it over in 2020, whenever that is. So I guess that's... They'll, they'll start folding all of that in into oh. the overall MCU. Okay. Uh, to some people, that's really cool. <laughs> this is exciting. Danny Boyle was going to do Bond 25, and then he, he backed off. Right. They just uh, signed Carrie Joji Fuk- uh, Fukunaga, Fukunaga, who did the first season of... Um, True Detective. True Detective. What else has he done since Beast, then? He's uh, had a couple... Beast of Something Burden, the, um, the Netflix series on... Uh, child soldiers in Africa, right, 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 and he right. also is he's a part solid of the brains behind the Alienist. He's a, he's a solid filmmaker. Great, yeah, I think I'm excited about yeah. this. Give him all of Bond's toys and give him all of the broccoli's money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're going to see. Remember, he as did that six minute wonder in the first episode season of True Detective. Absolutely, as long as you let him be him. Yeah, because I could see, I could see the Bond franchise being kind of like Star Wars and Marvel, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh no no no, it, like you got to, which may be why Danny Boyle left. Uh, exactly. Like, you're not letting me make my film. Yeah yeah yeah. You know whatever. You know yeah. whatever. So, that's fingers crossed. If that's why if you these dudes like I don't know why. You know it. it you've you've shown that you're great. Mm-hmm. You've shown that you can make movies that make money. Why go for these? Right. My question is, is like, how is that not your first question? Are you going to leave me alone? Right. Exactly. And if no, because it's our franchise. Okay, then you need somebody else. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, um, TV show Blackish. Yeah. Never seen it, but hundredth episode's coming up, and it's going to be a musical episode dedicated to Prince. That'll be interesting. Which I'm going to get to some Prince in a minute. More to Prince in a minute. 
This blew me away. They're developing a TV series based on Blade Runner 2049. I know. Uh... <laughs> and they say it's, it's not going to be... It's mostly about the environment. It's mostly like, you liked it, so come back every week. Mm-hmm. And you'll see more of the same. Which I'm kind of into. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll definitely check it out. I, I wonder... Well, I mean... I guess there's a whole universe of stories you can tell there mm-hmm. where we we start having to do but but isn't that Westworld kind of kind of so uh, yeah yeah as far as like the replicants and, and dealing with humans no, 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 and, I get and that kind of stuff absolutely um, you know it just isn't in this kind of grimy neon right. know, world um, right I don't know we'll check it out uh, speaking of that, jo- uh, TV series, John Carpenter is, talks, is in talks to bring a Prince of Darkness to Shudder as a series. That's weird. It, like, I would have, I would have rather seen In the Mouth of Madness. Uh, yeah. If you're going to pick, you know, <sighs> okay. Uh, of the, uh, you know, when we, when we did the Thing episode, we talked about his, you know, his End of the World trilogy. Yeah. And uh, Prince of Darkness being the the middle one, mm-hmm. and uh, of those three, it's my least favorite. I've said that it. I think it's two thirds of a great film. Yeah. It, there's a point in that film where everyone just goes, "Yeah, fuck it," and they, the last act is ridiculous. I don't see how this works unless it's, if it's a series, unless you do one of two things. One, you follow this team of paranormal people around. Right. And while they invest it, and it becomes the house slash ghost of the week, which I don't think anyone's interested in. Or you take the timeline of Prince of Darkness and you slow it way Way down. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there's three episodes of them just getting there. Right. And you slowly ratchet up what's going on. Yeah. I'm in on that. Right. Le- get leave I, leave Alice Cooper and the homeless army out of it, and let's just center on what's in the jug. I think the worst thing that you could do with this project is have John Carpenter too involved. <laughs> I, I, do. I agree. Yeah. Remember, because he dropped he literally dropped the ball in the five yard line on this film. Yeah. When we get to that that ridiculous ending, and when it becomes like that. The zombies running around through the house. It's um, But hopefully, again, if they do it, the latter that we talked about, I'm in. Uh, there's a, this fucking irritates me. There's a push online to cast wrestler slash would-be UFC fighter CM Punk as the, the, the thing, the Ben Grimm. Right. You know what I wonder is... Um, I'm not familiar with this guy. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know jack shit about him. Um, are you a are you a uh, a motion capture guy for a CG? They, no, they're just saying thing? as the thing. Yeah. So or are you going to bury him under? What does more, that mean? I don't know. know. Yeah. I, yeah. So I'm saying. I think it's too early to even. I say, think I, I'm willing to bet that this rumor started out of a PR guy's office that represents CM Punk. I mean, I think if you. If you're going to cast any of those dudes like that, you cast, um, shit, now I can't think of his name, uh, Drax. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Well, no, I think that the Ben Grimm starts out as a, a as a big guy, but not a big guy, and so uh, uh, ideally, I could see you know you you cast someone and then you cast someone else once they're inundated Batista, by gamma rays. David, David yeah, Dave Batista. Yeah. Maybe then once he's in the rock suit, absolutely. Mm. But is Ben Grimm? I don't know. I need more of a transformation. I need more of a of a holy shit. Like you were radically changed by whatever. But right. I'm interested. Ben Grimm has a great backstory where he falls in love with a blind girl. Right. And but it's the, so great. But the idea is that when they when they were um, transformed, mm-hmm. they their 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 superpowers, mm-hmm. their their abilities are just amplifications of who they are already. So he was already the kind of tough, gruff right. guy with the heart of and they, gold. And they played with that in the, the Reed movie Richard, everyone hated. Right, exactly. Reed Richards was extremely flexible and, and, and yeah. able to, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, Sue Richards was, invisible was largely because invisible yeah. because she was the girl. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Johnny Storm was a hot edge. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. yeah. I see it. Yeah. Uh... I don't know. I mean, um, Fantastic Four is always going to be a problem, and I and I think we're we're Which a decade too bad away because from it, it's it's the it is the it's the it's the only property in the Marvel universe that I care anything <laughs> about. Well, ultimately, for me, um, Fantastic Four is that only gets the Hulk. only yeah. gets me. I only want to be there because it gets me to Doctor Doom. Because I think Doctor Doom is really cool. See, and I don't give a shit about Doctor. Oh, Doom. I love the the German aristocracy and the whole like. Uh, yeah. Anyway, my favorite my favorite Fantastic Four villain was the uh, the Mole Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Nine Inch Nails is scoring the Watchmen. Damon Lindelof's Watchmen Wait, is this series. the TV series? Yeah. I don't think there needs to be a Watchmen TV series. I don't either. But if you're gonna do it, yeah, sure. I mean, it puts a lot of eyes on it now because of the Nine Inch Nails thing. I, I, I dug the movie. <clears throat> yeah. Gonna, I'm going to knock these out really quick. Uh, Veronica Mars Season 4 coming to Hulu. For people who are into Veronica Mars, that was a big deal. They were yeah. like, they're very excited. That, Nancy, that got Nancy Drew for the modern age. Yeah. And then finally, uh, it looks like Michael B. Jordan has been cast not as the online world wishes as Superman, which is dumb, but he's been cast in an adaptation of Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, which is a sort of a stealth fighting game, very hard, techie military, sure. sneaking into places, often people and sneaking out with no one noticing. The game's awesome. It makes me think of, like, there was this dude who wrote this series of books in the... Uh, are these the Rogue Warrior movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, those Rogue are hilarious. Warriors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, I don't remember. Naked shit. I, I can't remember. So the, uh, yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Moving on to trailers. Uh, first up, we've got a Netflix film um, called Apostle, directed by Gareth Evans, who did The Raid and The Raid Barenthal, starring Michael Shannon, who was in Frost Nixon and some of the Underworld movies. Right. Um, I love the Raid franchise. I mean, in the trailer it says, Gareth Evans, the Raid franchise. Yeah. All. It's two movies. Is it really a franchise? No, it's not and really they're totally franchise. unrelated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this movie, um, it, it, it looks like it's taking place 
late 1800s, maybe mm-hmm. early 1900s, um, England. Yeah. Uh, it remind it struck me as uh, 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 Jonestown meets the witch. Meets the Wicker Man. Meets the Wicker Man. That's better than the witch. Um, it it it's. It looks great. It looks very cool. And 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 it's 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 essentially there's a church that's been set up in this rural uh, atmosphere, and uh, people are like, um, look, this is a cult. It's hard to tell from the trailer who's the good guys, who's the bad guys. Um, but there's a lot of torture going on. Yeah, it's, it's, it turns out that this guy's sister has joined this cult, and, and he goes into the cult to try to, to find her. try to get her. And um, laughs ensue. A lot of... It, it, when we were watching it, I said, uh, it's like Saw. Yeah. Um, a lot of torturing. Yeah. And not like Hanzo torturing. No. More like, no. you know, racks and, yeah. you know, being... Like, like you, you need to be... You're... you're your spirit needs to be cleansed. Span- yeah, Spanish purged. Inquisition stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It looks good. A lot it of looks hooks and chains and shit like that. It looks real gritty and real yeah. um kind of dangerous, which I yeah. I'm I'm in. I'm totally sure. in. Up next a low budget comedy um about a guy and his wife who are trapped in their house during the zombie apocalypse. The guy's stoked. It's called Better Off Zed. Yeah. Uh mostly it's on the list because I have a soft spot for zombie things. This also looks kind of very Shaun of the Dead, very... It looks it looks funny for a while, and then... Yeah. I, which I imagine, it, I mean, if you were that guy in real life in that situation, everything's great. Until you start running out of food. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's it. And, then, and there's a lot of stuff with him and his wife, and like at one point she's like, this is like winning the lottery for you. And he's like, yeah, there's no bills or whatever. Yeah. So... Uh, I'm interested in it. I I agree. If this is anything more than eighty five minutes, it's we're too long. Right, right, right. right. Um, so yeah. yeah. Uh, up next, a biography on the Weeder Brothers called Bigger. Weeder Brothers, who are the guys who own Muscle and Fitness magazine. Yeah, they're the um, head of the IFBB and all that other bodybuilding stuff. Largely, the the fathers of the modern modern bodybuilding yeah. movement. You don't get to Arnold Schwarzenegger no. or like uh, Lee Haney or yeah. Ronnie Coleman without Weeder. Yeah. Then they launched all of that that whole line of stuff about protein powders and that whole fitness There's industry. Whole, yeah, that was a huge industry. Yeah. It still is. It is still yeah. is. Going to GNC, that's yeah. all you'll see is yeah, that yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, this looks good. Uh, it does look good. Kevin Durant is in it for some reason, and he just plays this kind of bad guy. I, I kind of feel like, narratively, we've been here a thousand times before. Sure. But, cool. Yeah, yeah, Everyone yeah. looks good. Yeah. They're, the the actor looks like the guy who I think is, I, I want to say he's plays Superman on Supergirl. But they're all big and well-defined. And Bodybuilding fans are going to love this. Um, I also think it's, it's important to tell the story because I think it is a quintessential American story mm-hmm. uh, uh, of the American dream. Yeah, um, and it looks yeah, it looks great. Looks fine. Up next, everyone <laughs> was very excited about this. This is the Captain, the first Captain Marvel trailer from um, Marvel. Not not everyone was super excited about this, Tom. <laughs> I it looks to me like whatever's happening is really important. 
But I think this trailer is incomprehensible. I have no idea what's going on. And if I hadn't... And being someone who hasn't read any of those books, this is just image to me. I don't know what the hell's going on. I think... I think people are excited about a, a strong woman superhero. Sure. Um, which is cool. Um, I don't care if I never see another shot of an alien ship, like, <laughs> being, you know, like it's, its cloaking device being stripped away. Yeah. I, I, I just feel like, I feel like I've seen this movie several times. And that's how I feel about all this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, I, and we get, it feels, even the trailer feels like, oh, this is just some ground we have to cover to get us to what, how we want to implement How, how are we going to use you in this universe? In this giant To be thing. fair, I, I, I'm not a good person to talk about these movies because I think they're all crap. Yeah. And, and well, I'm hopeful that they really lean into the empowerment thing. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's just more Marvel product. There's I'm not too... There's somebody stoked. in a cool suit mm, doing cool things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lights coming out of their eyes and yeah. shit. <laughs> uh, up next... Uh, Wait, what did that make me think of? It's like, oh, uh, 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 picture of a little light coming out <laughs> of the <laughs> uh Let's see. Up next, four hands. Um, after an accident, a sister is haunted by the twin who died, I guess. I, Weirdly, the, the reason why I, I, I was asking if, it, if if they were twins is because when she, when the the dead sister kind of comes through, uh-huh. she looks the same, and I don't know if that's just because she's not actually physically changing, or, or or did they look the same? It seems like there's two sisters. Some kind of trauma happened to them at some point. One of the sisters dies, mm-hmm. I think tragically, and. Now the the remaining sister is starting to not only see the dead sister, but the dead sister is starting to act through her. Yeah, she's to trying to get revenge or something. She's leaving messages on her phone yeah. machine, and then weirdly, about two thirds of the way through the trailer, it takes this weird left into like, uh, I remember what they did to us, where they're like, now it's medical experiments, and yeah, very it's like confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But you had mentioned as well as in the beginning that when it shows the studios, this is a Cleopatra thing, like the Cleopatra Records, the goth label is yeah. now doing and horror like films. Weird. Wait. Yeah. And I know they've done a few others, but uh, weird. And this is, I'm trying to remember, was this subtitled? This was not English. Was yes. It? No, yeah. Yes. It was uh, subtitled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say it was in German. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it looks fine, I yeah. guess. If I'm into so that you're, kind of thing. Ghost story type stuff um and 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 I, I i i don't know why but i i get a a, a girl with a dragon tattoo feeling off of this huh in that okay. in that there's there's some some wrong has been committed and we're going to fix it good yeah. all right up next netflix's first trailer for the haunting of hill house uh, I don't know what this is, but it's not Haunting of Hill House. It's not, it doesn't look like the Haunting of Hill House. It looks cool. Yeah. Uh, we talked about how, like, you know how often we'll see something and it's like, I think this would have been really cool if it was not Tarzan or if it was not mm-hmm. whatever, you know, like, 
don't, I don't think it's the Haunting of Hill House. It's a series. Yeah. So there's a they're they're obviously having to add much more there to spread. Well, it, it sounds out. like they go into the backstory. You know how in Haunting of Hill House these people arrive at Hill House. Right. It looks like they're going into the backstory of of Theo of. Wouldn't it be cool? The Julie Harris character of the guy whose family owns the house. Wouldn't it be cool if basically this whole series is just a prequel and then it ends with the people coming to the house? Maybe. I I think what you're going to get is, as I remember, there are five people in the house. I think so. So I could see the first few episodes Mm -hmm. being nothing but backstory. Right. Um, and then about a third of the way through, however many episodes, they'll get to the house. Because there was scenes in this of, there's a scene of her, of one of the girls dancing with what looks like a butler. Yeah. And then it cuts to her dancing alone in the dilapidated, yeah, exactly. in the, in the uh, greenhouse, I want to say. Yeah. But, um. Stars Gina. She was the girl that was in Gerald's game. I forget her name. Yes. Um, and she was in Watchmen and Sin Watchmen. City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I'm in. I said online. It I'm looks in. Cool. I'm in on this because of my love of the book mm-hmm. and my love of the Weiss 1964 film. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, fingers crossed, they won't fuck it up. Yeah, yeah. Up next, a Amazon series with Julia uh, Julia Roberts, directed by the creator of um, Mr. Robot. It has Sissy Spacek in it. It's called Homecoming. Looks like one of those um, government program is secretly evil right. things um, that we're it, seeing a lot of. It looks days. yeah, there is a lot of that. Uh, it, it it looks like maybe like they're they're there for medical research or mm-hmm. something, but in, but bad things are actually being done to them. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like about it is that it it sh- it doesn't try to dress up Julia Roberts. Like yeah, she shows her age and 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 yeah, 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 yeah. and she gets to be something other than the pretty woman. Right, and and so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that stuff is is techie for me, and and I just don't it, it doesn't speak to me. But I, I think it looks I think it looks fine. Yeah, if you're into that kind of a thing, yeah, if you're into exactly. the, the circle and the net and right. all that kind of there, stuff. This looks it's right exactly up your alley. Exactly the same type of thing. Up next, uh, Killer High, a high school reunion comedy where in which a high school reunion is attacked by a giant boar for some reason. This looks dumb and awesome. I'm excited. The giant boar pig monster demon, yeah. whatever the fuck it is, yeah, it's practical. It's a guy in a suit, dude. Clearly a guy in a suit on stilts. It's badass. It is what looks it great. Is. <laughs> it looks great, and that's why I put it on here. I, I as I was watching the trailer, I just kept thinking, this looks so stupid, and then you see the monster, and you're like, but I'm gonna watch this. That's fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Coming up, uh, yeah. So we love, we, we, yeah, I think we're both going to watch that. Yeah. Uh, and up next, up next, Knuckleball. Michael Ironside is going to appear in this movie for about ten minutes and then drops dead. <laughs> uh, essentially this looks like horror does Home Alone. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, uh, young boy is sent to hang out with Grandpa. Uh-huh. Um, Grandpa's very strict and and but is teaching good, but very nurturing. Yeah, very good life lessons. And I, there's 
someone else there. Well, no, there's a, a neighbor. Someone is living in the house next yes. door. And while the kid is out doing some chores, he meets him. Yeah. And they sort, sort of strike up a friendship, uh -huh. for want of a better word. And a, a young adult. Yeah. Yeah. Grandpa dies. Kid's cell phone is out of juice. There's no power because there's a storm. He goes next door to talk to the neighbor that to, he had met. To get help. To get help. Neighbor says the phones are out, and so we might as well just have some soup. And then the phone rings. And your kid realizes, wait a minute, this guy's lying to me. Yeah. Neighbor is a nut, basically, yeah. is yeah, a yeah. psycho. And now I'm kind of into this in yeah, a this weird way. Yeah, this looks really cool. It's really low budget, but it looks like all the things like you laughed at in Home Alone, this doesn't look like they're funny. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> the kid's setting up like baseballs on steps so yeah, the guy yeah, yeah. trips whatever he... And uh, yeah, the, the kid is resourceful and he's having to defend himself against this nut. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it looks fine. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be on Netflix at some point and people will, will enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, up next, uh, Mary, the finally a Mary Poppins Returns trailer. Emily, sugary sweet Emily Blunt. Lee, Lynn Miranda, um, Manuel is in this. He wrote a lot of the songs. Uh, looks um, like a sequel. Years yes. later. Yeah, yeah, The kids yeah. are grown up. Have the kids of their own. Uh, you know, I was telling you earlier, like, I... I'm not a Mary Poppins fan. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't... I don't know. It wasn't weird enough or, or scary enough for me as a kid. Um, but I get the love for it. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, if if you are a Disney person or a Mary Poppins person, yeah. this looks great. Agreed. Yeah, this looks great. I think they put their... Go ahead. I want to. I want to watch ninety-two-year-old Dick Van Dyke dancing on a table because yeah. it's fucking awesome. And it's awesome. Yeah. A um, couple things. They they put their thumb on the scale in this by getting Lynn Miranda Emanuel, who did yes. he did wrote the music for and all the stuff for uh, Hamilton. Mm -hmm. um, when I can tell, there's another venture into the cartoon world. Right. And this looks more like a CG world where it has you more know, depth to it. Yes, it, it, but at the same time, it retains that cartoon quality. Yeah. Like when the, there's a there's a shot in the trailer where these like flower petals are coming up. Mm -hmm. The flower petals um, are acting in 3D space. Yeah. But they look like hand drawn petals. Agreed. And and there's a lot of that kind of stuff. That's cool. There's I dig a big that. segment of, in the in the trailer where they're floating around, and one of the scenes in they're the underwater water. and they're yeah. floating underwater. And you know what I thought? That. It didn't make me want to see this Mary Poppins movie. This made me want to see a Bedknobs and, and Broomsticks, Broomsticks movie. movie. Yeah. So, fingers crossed on that. Yeah. You know, uh, this looks fine. It looks it looks cool. I think um, everyone is is fine. Uh, Emily Blunt adopts. I mean, her voice she mimics. She does a really Andrews good job. And, yeah. Yeah, it looks fun. Uh, up next, uh, another. Uh, this is a bio um, directed by John Baird, who did a lot of the work on vinyl for HBO, mm -hmm. starring John C. Riley and Steve Coogan as uh, Stan and Ollie, Laurel and Hardy. For for me, this is the standout of the week as far as trailers. It go. looks great. First of all, the makeup is. Yeah. It, it reminds me of the makeup for. Um, um, the Churchill thing. The Churchill movie. The Darkest Hour. Darkest Hour. Yeah. Um, in that, I, I see no seams. The, yeah. That this makeup on 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 John C. Riley looks amazing. Coogan is is channeling, mm -hmm. and I, like uh, they both look fantastic. 
I love the time period, and mm-hmm. I love that that subject matter. Even the meter, like they're. It, it, when yeah. they talk, it, it sounds it, like them. It, yeah, it's there. It's John C. Riley's voice. But People it, have clearly done their homework yeah. for this. This is um, great. And and I, as I understand it, it, it's not about their careers and overall. Mm-hmm. It's about this uh, tour that they did in England. Yeah, and at the end of the towards the end of their careers. Yeah, uh, uh, Hardy was getting was ill. Yes, um, he wasn't able, you know, physically to because he was a to, big guy. To do, do, yeah, to do some of the things yeah. and. Uh, yeah, no, this looks fantastic. Yeah, it I'm does. All looks, over it. looks like it's gonna. This I, looks, I could this see it looks being like Oscar, Oscar yeah, contender. Yeah. And then finally, a weird low budget, what I'm gonna call the return of the eco horror film. It's called Strange Nature. Yeah, you said it best. Say it again. Uh, prophecy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this down I, to where now they're showing like video archival footage of of mutated frogs mutated and stuff. frogs and and, and, and and deformed embryos of something uh, they're talking about pesticides yeah. and uh, clearly at some point people get affected yeah. and 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 now it's straight up with other than that it's the prophecy you, it's the, you know and they mutated it, it's animals it's funny that we don't that we haven't had more echo horror because of all the stuff in the news about mm-hmm. you know climate change and and all uh, and all this different stuff like um, the last thing I can think of was the Bay, mm-hmm. which great is a great movie. movie, yeah, Barry Levinson, great movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this feels more like a '70s echo mm-hmm. horror film, and yeah. Which you know, it's for me that's a warm blanket, and yeah. And hopefully, it, yeah. hopefully it won't. Well, I, yeah, I don't know about this movie, but I mean, just that subject looks matter. Looks kind of cool, though. Yeah. Uh, so that's trailers. Moving on to what we've been watching. Uh, I'll tell you now, all I've watched is the... Were, were the, the Razor Hanzo movies. movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's kind of filled my plate. What about you, Same. Mm, yeah, I, I've not had time for anything. Uh-huh. It's unlike last week where I watched a whole bunch of shit. I haven't watched anything. Yeah, yeah. All, I, all I could do. I, I mean, I watched these... Hanzo movies one after the other, um, one you know Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday kind of a thing. Yeah. Didn't have time for much else. Uh, are you reading anything good? Um, I'm still, and it's not because it's not a good book, um, but it's just because of time constraints with Bleeding Ham and work and everything else. Um, I'm still working my way through Sherry Priest's uh, Agony House. Oh, good, House. Yeah. awesome, and it, and it's really good. It's I'm not. I I don't have a lot of experience with um, YA novels. Yeah. Um. So that's an adjustment for me, mm-hmm. especially especially her books because I was such a fan of the Clockwork Century books and the uh, Lizzie Borden books. Mm-hmm. Um. So this is different for me. So I'm 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 uh, uh, I probably would have read it in one sitting at this by now, except that. I'm having. I'm adjusting, right? You know, to all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked up uh, Catherine Dunn's Geek Love, um, which, much like the Hans of the Razor films, when you try to explain what Geek Love is about, so fucked up. It sounds so fucked up. But there is inherent humanity and love. Absolutely, and, yeah. and some of the most beautiful turns of phrase. I'm sure most of the people listening know what Geek Love is, but mm-hmm. but in in a nutshell, it's a family. Who intentionally? They bred their own freak show. Yes, they bre- Yeah, exactly. They intentionally yeah. breed their own 
deformed, deformed mm -hmm. children in order to have this. And it, it broaches all this other stuff. Like at one point, the there's the main character is a is what they used to call a humpback. Right. Um, and she wanders into a it's essentially a strip club that caters to people to who with that are physically different. And um, there's this odd sexuality to it in a weird yeah. way. And there's... Yeah, I'm about a third of the way through. And I just keep having to stop because of just some turn of phrase. that I just I, I just stop and it's look a, at it and go, holy It's a great shit. book. It's a holy... It, 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 it's, it is. It's a holy shit book. Yeah. Uh, let's see. A couple more things we're out of here. Are, are you listening to anything? Um... Went down a rabbit hole the other night, um, as often happens when you start talking to somebody, one of your friends, about uh, music. And uh, I, I went back and revisited a whole bunch of Jason Webley. Um, Jason Webley is a uh, uh, performer out of Seattle. Mm -hmm. um, he co-wrote Two Bottles of Wine with Reverend Peyton. Okay. Um, he was one half of Evelyn Evelyn with along with <laughs> Amanda Palmer. Okay. Um, he Oh wow. He, he does these amazing projects where it's not just he's not just making songs, there's a whole story and and often there's a project and and I, I wish I could remember off the top of my head after Evelyn Evelyn he did this long thing about some lady that had found this old their whole stories mm -hmm. and, and, and they're much bigger projects huh. than just the, Webley. the song Webley Jason Webley um, and uh, uh, one of my favorite songs of all time comes from him it's like Dance While the Sky Crashes Down that is an amazing end of the world song mm -hmm. and I have a few good end of the world songs that's funny uh, um, him and then um, uh, Lorelai turned me on to um, a guy that I hadn't heard of called uh, Lincoln Durham um check out uh his music video for the song Creeper. You'll dig it. Cool. Yeah. <coughs> Lorelai finds good stuff. Yeah she does. Uh this week, let's see, a bunch of stuff. I'm not gonna talk about that. Thomas Fellman record Los Lagos. Uh newly stuff. I dove I'm diving into this era so Prince. Prince, mm -hmm. very popular, um Purple Rain, Rainbow sure. Bridge, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then he got into this giant war with Warner Brothers over the rights to his songs and put out a ton of shit. Um, most of the records have what look like fan art on the cover, mm -hmm. and they're really dopey. Um, but they're, they're really good in that it's Prince making music for himself and not giving a shit. Like he does, if he wants to do a twenty-minute dinner jazz record or mm -hmm. a side of a record or a song, right? He does it. Yeah. Um, record the records in specifically: Lotus Flower, MPL Sound, The Chocolate Invasion, The Slaughterhouse, Twenty Ten, and C Note. And they're great. Very cool. Very guitar centric. Do you know the connection between Purple Rain and Bob Seger? No. So they're from Michigan, right? They 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 are both uh, uh, Prince and Bob Seger are both from um, um, yeah Michigan. Are, oh, actually, um, wait a minute, no. Uh, Prince is from Minnesota, right? Uh, but they're but they're, but they're both but from the area. Midwest. Yeah, Prince is like 
he's kind of close to it. He's like, I'm, like I, I, I want to do something different, but I don't know, and I'm not really breaking through. Um, so his one of his producers takes him to a Bob Seger show, and Prince is like, I don't get it. Uh-huh. I, like, like, but he sees this entire arena full of people waving their lighters and just like yeah, adoring yeah, 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 yeah. this man. He's like, I don't. What is he doing that that that's got? And the, and the dude turns to him and says, "It's these big, anthemic ballads. Uh-huh. He's doing these big, yeah, you know, you know, these big anthemic ballads." And so Prince is like, "All right, so I need to write one of those." Mm-hmm. And he writes the chords and the music for "Purple Rain," but he doesn't he doesn't know what to write for the lyrics. He sends the music, oddly, to it's Prince, so everything's odd. He sends it to Stevie Nicks to write lyrics for it. Weird. Stevie Nicks goes, she hears it and she knows this is something special. She's like, no, 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 no. This is your, this is your song. You've got this. Just, uh-huh. just go. And Purple Rain is born. Wow. Wow. And we, so we, so we have Bob. We Seger have Bob Seger to thank for Purple Rain. Yeah. In a weird way. Uh, let's see. Uh, moving on, Francis Lie, famous European film score, mm-hmm. uh, movie called Madly. It was an Elaine Delon movie. It was also called The Love Mates. Okay. Very a lot of like um, sing-songy vocals and very '60s and very Euro sort of sex thriller. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Haslip, uh, bass player, played with Yellow Jackets and fucking everybody, has a record out called Arc Trio, which is really good. Anthony Braxton, there's a collection of the Arista years. Braxton is a uh, like a pop bass, not pop like pop music, but like pop like pop in the bass man. Right, right. Kind of playing. Found a Thai bass player named May Pacharapong. Records are called My Own Roles and and His Friends. Um, dude, <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, it's really good. It's like fusion, like old school fusion. But this guy is like Braxton and Brian Bromberg and all that that poppy shit. Right. Melvin Davis. Let me, let me ask you a question. If you're not a musician, are you gonna like this? It depends. Some like, of the stuff, you, like some of the like. Are you gonna walk around the house singing? No. Okay. Because these are all they're fusion. I think songs. it's important to point that out when you're talking about this kind of music because uh, for some people, mm-hmm. good music is something that has a hook. And yeah. That they get, these are you know, none yeah. of that. Okay. Some of this stuff is like the the Francis Live, the Francis Live Madly score. You play that for your mom. I don't care how old your mom is. Your sure. mom's gonna she, go. This right. is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that. The this other stuff that's straight up like it's the kind of I remember I, when I was a buyer for Tower I used to take my wife to shows you know jazz shows and it was all men in the audience that right. would just be like bopping their head back and forth and yeah. it's yeah. that kind of thing yeah, it's yeah. a little nerdy but there's that Melvin Lee Davis the record is called Genre Music Chapter Two Joni and he does um, covers of Joni Mitchell songs um, as instrumentals. Mm-hmm. He also does a version of Weather Reports, A Remark You Made, which is one of the greatest songs ever. And I bring it up for two reasons. One, because it's great, and two, because today is Jacob Pistorius' birthday. Yeah. Plays on that. Uh, Miho Hazama, I'm almost done. Miho Hazama, the album is called The Monk, live at Bimhui. 
this is noodly stuff too, but it's all um, Thelonious Monk music with a big band. Cool. Um, and then uh, there's a trio record, Sidao Kao e Cassius. The record's called Trio. This is like Gypsy King's guitar playing. Okay. Fucking badass. A uh, couple more. Joanne Cash, Johnny Cash's sister. Okay. Has, has a record out called Unbroken. And it's it's a really old lady singing old classic Americana songs that it's beautiful in its own way. I would probably You would do love this. it. Yeah. I think most of our listeners would be what it would be a little alienating. Uh the losers of the week I'm going to talk about uh is Paul Weller from The Jam. Mm-hmm. He has a new record out called True Meanings and it's terrible. Okay. It's terrible. So there's that. We're good. All right. We managed to get through the Razor Hanzo show. Yeah, I'm very yeah, excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next week we got another guest. I don't want to jinx it because I'm not. We're, we're, we want to see if this is going to happen. Right. Um, but our fingers are crossed. Yes. Good stuff coming up, including confirmed now a live show we're going to do at Bleeding Ham. That's correct. Uh, please go to our Facebook pages and all that other stuff. Um, get on board. Like us. Give us a like. And um, there's also if you go to Patreon.com/slash Bonus Material. You can throw us a dollar or two if you would be so kind. And please go to Amazon and buy my books. Um, We'll see you next week for the Bonus Material Podcast. I'm Tom Carnell. And I'm Langley West. Stay scary.